Well, good evening, friends. Welcome back to another quarantine cast with Brian, Cody, and Craig. Uh, as you can see, it is just uh, myself, Brian, and the aforementioned Cody Goff. Craig is not going to be with us tonight. He has some family issues that he is attending to. He will be back with us next week. So uh, that is why Craig is not here before people are like, hey, wait, you told us Craig was going to be here. Craig's not here. Uh, hi, Cody. How are you? It's been a what couple up? of weeks. I'm good. I'm good. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you. I hope it was and nice to you. Lovely and beautiful. And you got to spend it with family in person, perhaps. Uh, well, Debbie and Molly were here and the dogs. So that was uh, that was in person. Hi, Gene. Uh, Gene, jumping into the chat. You can always jump in the chat as well. We are on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube. So that's that. We'll have some news about the uh, this as the audio podcast. We have news on that, too. So a lot, a lot to get to. Yeah, I mean, um, where do we start? Do we start with Thanksgiving? Um, because uh, why not? Do we start with the fact that the uh, the world is a fire because of a virus? And um, while some people are paying attention, some people are not, including people who are having a big Christmas gathering last night at the White House with um, almost no masks. I don't know if we start there. Um, what, you and I both. Wait, what about Wicker Park? Didn't they just bust a 300 person party in Wicker yeah. Park on Division? Yeah, we don't have to travel to D.C. for stupidity. We got stupidity right here in Chicago. It's very exciting. Yes, so yeah. 300 people at a party. Uh, that gets cracked down on. Um, the the visuals from all the major airports with people flying to and fro. And now today, all the doctors, the head of the CDC coming out. And without saying, hey, you selfish jerks, he basically said, hey, you selfish jerks, if you traveled, you need to, one, stay away from anybody over 65 or with any kind of health conditions Two, you have to separate yourself from everybody for at least 10 days. And three, you got to get tested right away. So I hope the giblet gravy was worth it. Jerks. The, the what gravy? Giblet gravy. You never had giblet gravy? I don't think I have. What is giblet? Giblet is, yeah. Well, you didn't cook turkey. We'll get to that, but you didn't. If you buy a turkey, there's always a plastic bag with its innards. Uh, with its giblets and whatnot inside the turkey. And then some people cook those up and add them to their gravy. I don't like gravy, so I, I never make it. But, uh, yeah, that's where the giblet gravy comes from. You don't like gravy? I don't like gravy. How does that work? I am uh, on I, – I like biscuits and gravy. I like um, – yeah, that's basically it with gravy. I don't. Eat, I like. A, I, I like a brown gravy when I make some. When I make a meatloaf, I make a brown gravy, which I like, because instead of using a cup of water with the gravy mix, I use half a cup of water and half a cup of wine, and so it gives the gravy a little zang. But like with turkey and stuffing and stuff, I don't. I never liked gravy. Mm, no. Yeah. No. Not. No. That's that's not acceptable. That's a lot of that's a lot of words that have no f uh, structure for a sentence. No. Yeah. No. No. I, John, what kind of commie doesn't like gravy? This commie, baby. I'm wearing red. I'm all commie all the time. When I was you growing up, it? when I was growing up, my plate would be like 75% mashed potatoes and just gravy just all <laughs> over it. That was my jam. Now I was oh. I was willing to make gravy. Mm. Um giblet gravy was Tom's radio name in high school. Good one, Tom. Ooh, Very nice. Ooh. Uh Cindy, hello. Barbara, hello. Chris, hello. Um Speaking I said, do you guys want if you guys want gravy, I'll make it. Or I'll just cheat and buy a bottle of Heinz Homestyle gravy mix and heat it up. But Debbie and Molly don't want gravy either. All right, that's fine. We like our food dry. Speaking of gravy and being dry, what's you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm drinking this in honor of you. 
just so you knows. And I think by uh, with that sales pitch, you know what I'm drinking. I know what it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know what variety. I am Ooh. drinking a 2018 uh, original Bourbon County Stout. A 2018? Interesting. A 2018. That's right. 2018. I'm going back a little bit from my, you know, my extensive cellar, which is the third shelf of the refrigerator. Very nice. Uh, this has been in there. So I, uh, all right. So I, I'm drinking this. I did buy a bottle of 2020 original the other day at Walmart. I went into Walmart and they were like 1050. And I was like, oh, I can't pass that up. I know I may be buying a couple more, but I was like 1050 for a bottle. I'll get it at Walmart. But this was, so I put that in the fridge. I was going to drink that tonight. And I was like, well, wait, I have a couple 2018s. One is in the fridge. I'll drink that so that my, um, Patricia saying the best part of the meal is the gravy, please. Uh, going the stuffing, not the gravy. I don't know. I've always heard giblet gravy. That's what uh, that's what I've heard. My uh, Chris Flanagan, turkey gravy only good on mashed potatoes, like an alpine lake. See, <laughs> all you gravy people, now, you use enough butter in the mashed potatoes. You don't need any gravy. Anyway, so I I um, I decided I would go with the 2018 tonight. And the reason I'm doing this, and we'll get back to Thanksgiving. Uh, because a lot of this happened, well, this all happened, I guess, after Thanksgiving. So let's do Thanksgiving first, then we'll talk about your need for an intervention. What are you drinking tonight? I'm very excited about this. I haven't even taken a sip yet, but I just cracked it open. Um, it during some of my uh, extreme and uh, excessive, which we'll talk about later, yes, Bourbon County Stout hunting, uh, I got the pre-order for... Our good friends at Beguile Brewing 2020. Oh, yes. Barrel aged Imperial Pajamas. Their, their Imperial Pajamas uh, 2019, I believe, was award winning. When we went to Fobab last year, the yes. Festival of Barrel Aged Beer, that's where I discovered Imperial Pajamas. And I, I wrote, I have a list. I still have a, a little notepad list that I wrote down all my favorite beers from Fobab. Okay. Uh, I can't find any of them, right? A lot are limited <laughs> released or they're regional and they're not from Chicago um, or they're seasonal or whatever. So like after Fobab, I couldn't find a single one. Since year I found out Beguile was doing their presale and I got mm -hmm. not only this, but they have a vanilla variant yes. and uh, they have some other special variant aged in some special barrel. It's uh, a I also is got. it a Christmas one? No. No, they're, they're all Imperial pajamas. They're all labeled okay. Imperial pajamas. Right. With two but, variants. Yeah. But, uh, no, I still have a bottle of 28, 2019 uh, barrel-aged Imperial Pajamas downstairs. Oh, you do? Of course. You because as I, mentioned, as I mentioned the last time, I like to get them, but I don't want to drink them because then they're gone. So I'm in a weird <sighs> a weird thing where I, I want to get a couple of these beers, but then I'm afraid to drink them, which is, again, back to why I'm drinking the 2018 tonight instead of the 2020 because I have another 2018. How is the Imperial Pajamas? It's excellent. It is excellent. excellent. And then the folks at Beguile were very uh, thankful when I did the pickup. They're very grateful for any business they're having right now. Um, good, good folks over there. Good they're folks great. Kevin Carey is the uh, is the owner of Beguile Brewing. We've been uh, they've been they've been one of the easiest when I've ordered stuff to go and pick up. And I've done it from Beguile since this has started a number of times. I'm actually going to get some of their Christmas ale. Uh, in the next few days. So yeah, they do it. They do a great job over there. A lot of the, everybody, everybody that I've dealt with is doing a really good job of either curbside pickup or getting, um, 
you know, just getting getting the beer to you without you having to put yourself in some sort of danger. Well, while you're there, pick up a four pack of Imperial pajamas. Yes, get it all. Uh, Carol just opened the live stream on YouTube. Where's Craig? Craig is dealing with some family issues tonight, so he will be back with us next week, Carol. But thank you for asking. Uh, Christine has a question for you, Cody. How are your parents? Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if people know. Um, but, I didn't say. Uh, I I don't. I mean, I don't think they'll mind if I mention this. They're doing fine, but they both tested positive for COVID last week, uh, which, uh, as you can imagine, was nightmarish for me to hear. Um, yeah. But uh, they did. They were not asymptomatic, but they they there was no trouble breathing or, or any of the really intense, life threatening stuff. Fortunately, thank God. Okay. So um, that that's one less nightmare for me to have to worry about. Um, I do know that there are like a couple people have said like, well, you know, there are cases of reinfections. Um, I talked to my friend who's a doctor about that and his, his, he and his wife are both doctors and, and he specifically researched it and he's like, there have been 40 cases of people re-getting it like worldwide, right? Like 40 out of millions of yeah, people who have not, gotten it. So I, I, I think that's uh, very rare. I'm not too worried about my, my folks getting it a second time, but they, they, and, uh, one of my siblings, <laughs> all separately just tested positive it's it, it's starting to feel you know for months it it was like i don't know anybody that has covid and i don't know anyone who knows anybody and and now it is not that way Seems no just, christine is saying that i mentioned i had friends with covid when i was on tmj i did but i i didn't say i didn't mention anybody's name christine just a very good detective but it's like you i i didn't know anybody personally who had covid and now all of a sudden I know a number of people who have COVID. And yeah. if the reports are to be believed, pretty soon everybody's going to have COVID before the vaccines get out. Because the reports today are, are even more dire, as we mentioned. And they said, you know, you got if today it was if you're 65, you should really not leave the house. Uh, but if you do, you should not gather where, uh, you know, inside where there's a group. And you should always have a mask on because they are predicting and we won't spend a lot of time on this because everybody knows the deal, but they're predicting another 200,000 people could die before the end of the year. Good Lord. You know, I, and I rail on this all the time on the air and people, you know, people will text in and deny it and they'll say, you know, that I'm, I'm living in fear and I'm blah, blah, blah. I don't care. You know, the amount of people who have died thus far, you could take Green Bay twice, kill everybody in there and still not reach the amount of people who have died to this point. It's really bad. Um, Carol saying, Cody, praying for your my parents and family. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it was, I got I to gotta tell you, I, I, I got a text from my mom and it said, your father's not feeling well and has a fever. Um, that feeling, uh, that's, that's, that might, that's one of the worst feelings I've ever had. Um, I can't imagine. I, uh, I called her immediately and, you know, it it went away quickly. Um, apparently, and, and I have friends whose friends this has had too. So, um, you know, don't panic if you know somebody that gets a fever. Um, it's uh, I don't know I don't know how common it is, but it it has been noted that some people get it for like twenty four hours, forty eight hours. It really hits them hard, but it's it's kind of like a twenty four hour bug, and then after that they recover pretty quickly. Um, obviously okay. there are other people that get it and they like lose their sense of taste for nine months or what. You know, there there's a range, but um just because somebody comes down with a fever doesn't mean it's the end of the world. So uh, just right. try to stay optimistic and monitor situations and talk to doctors. If, if you know anyone that gets it uh, and, and try to keep your chin up. Um, but it, 
it was emotionally quite uh quite rough. how how long had it been since you had seen them when you got that text from your mom it had been about a week uh oh, did you guys go and get tested oh i, I went and get tested and i came out uh negative which i think was almost disappointing for my wife she's just like <laughs> you know if we just had it wow. then we could just see people which i get but um uh, and 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 our pediatrician is like not worried at all about our kid like whatsoever she's just well, like he's not, gonna, he's not gonna get it <laughs> like okay you're the because your child is not of this earth so I, he, he doesn't have the human immune system that uh other people have I people don't know that it's i i'm sorry if i spilled the beads your child is kal-el <laughs> this is very true it's very true your but, son uh, landed in an egg somewhere in a field and you and your wife found him this is a really good beer. How's the 2018 holding up? The 2018 tastes fantastic. Uh, Carol, if Green Bay was killed twice over, the 2020 Bears would still lose to them. In other <laughs> years, I would. In other years, I would take offense, Carol, but I do not. I uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So there. So your parents are doing good. That's great. Uh, the people I know who got it, it has been. Uh, the other people I know who got it, it's been varying degrees. Thankfully, nobody's been hospitalized. Uh, some have been in bed for a week or so, you know, trying to get over it. Uh, it is, you know, it's a little, uh, it's a little terrifying. Uh, just the fact now that it seems because even people who are doing everything that you are supposed to do are still getting it, you know? So it's like, oh boy. All right, yeah. We're, just, we're, we're not going anywhere anymore. Curbside no. pickup. That's the way to go. You got a curbside pickup. We did that for dinner tonight. Because, because now Molly's home, so we, you know, now now it's like, oh, what are we having for dinner? And all the things that I say that I'll cook or whatever, I don't like that. I don't like. <laughs> so Debbie, Debbie uh, had a come to Jesus moment with her tonight and said, "Listen, we will, you know, we'll order out once or twice a week, maybe, but uh, we're going to sit down and go over and create a menu. And if she doesn't like what we're having, then she can cook something for herself." <laughs> Because she's a grown woman uh, with a little dog that is wreaking havoc on the home. How is the dog getting along with your dogs? Well, here's the thing. Uh, three dogs in a house is too many when you have three people and three dogs. I know it seems like it would match up perfectly, and yet it does not. Um, first of all, in case she watches this back, because I hear the word is that she doesn't watch it. I think you're frozen, Cody. Uh, no. She doesn't watch it live, but she will watch it the next day. I love having both of them here. I'm here. All right. Your your video has frozen. Really? Yes. My video looks now it, fine now on it my is end. unfrozen. It's fantastic. Oh, all right. Cool. Anyway, uh, so I love having them both here. He is Walter is a 14-pound Chihuahua Dalmatian mix or Chihuahua uh Dachshund mix. So he is tiny, but he is an instigator. He likes to instigate with Lawson. Who's he's 95 rest. He's a fast moving reptile. Yes. He is in, with a very strong jaws wow. and green scaly skin. He may not be a dog. He may be actually a gator, well, but um, Duane, I mean, that's the swamp, right? He, oh, not, not, neighbor, the one, not the one that needs to be drained, but the other swamp. I think all swamps uh, theoretically could be drained. Uh, hmm. the, our neighbor met him the first day he was here. Cause he likes to bark as all little dogs do, which is why I, I've gotten big dogs because they're too big to really bark. They don't have to anything to prove. Like Lawson weighs 90 pounds. He's got nothing to prove. Uh, Gidget will bark, but only if somebody comes like to the door 
But then she stops. She really has nothing to prove other than, hey, I'm still good at keeping people away from the house. Walter has everything to prove because he's a peewee and he's only six months old. So he doesn't know any better. So he started barking at my neighbor and my neighbor, my neighbor was like, listen, uh, you're, you're a city dog now. You ain't a dog from the South. And he's got, he's got family and stuff in Alabama. He's, he's from the South. So Rodney said to him, listen, you're a city dog now. You got to cut that stuff out. You can't be, can't be barking at everybody. This ain't the South. You got to, you got to calm down. And Walter will try to fight with, not fight, but wrestle, the play. You know, there, there's no growling. There's no baring teeth. There's no ears pinned back. But he wants to, he wants to wrestle with Lawson, who is like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. And at some point, we'll squish the bunny without even knowing it. And so that's why now it's a big thing. We have to keep them all apart. You got to keep them separated. So Nice offspring reference. Thank you. So uh, Walter and uh, Walter is on his leash now all the time in the house because he, one, he wants to grab everybody's food. He wants to get all the toys. And Lawson, who could be, uh, and I'll put him up against anybody, to be the laziest dog on the planet. Now when he sees Walter with a toy, because Lawson does like toys, but only occasionally. Well, if he sees Walter with a toy, he's got to jump down off the couch, which for him is a Herculean effort, and then walk over and steal the toy and uh, take it back. And then Walter, you know, Walter just grabs another toy and they all start. It's, it's crazy. But at one point uh, the first in the first couple days, Lawson had Walter's entire head in his mouth. And so that, uh, you know, Molly panicked a little bit. He wasn't, he wasn't clenching down. It just, I mean, the, Walter's head is like this big and Lawson is all up. Yeah, and they no. were wrestling, they're wrestling around and kind of teething at each other. And all of a sudden, Walter's entire head was in Lawson's mouth. Yeah. That's what they do. They put their heads in each other's mouths. It's dogs. Yes. They're, they're yeah, they are just doing dog stuff. The problem is one of Molly's friends uh -oh. had a chihuahua and a big dog. And they were playing, and somehow the chihuahua got killed like got mushed or something or his neck broke. Mm. So instead of looking at it as a freak accident, it is now the, the norm that every time a tiny dog plays with a big dog, they will die. So that has added a level of, a level of terror to the proceedings. But to, to Lawson's credit, every time he is near Walter, he lays down flat on the ground. So they're eye to eye, but still it's a, it's a huge, you know, you wouldn't let, uh, like, I wouldn't fight a 98-pound guy. Mm. There's that kind of weight discrepancy. Put it in wrestling parlance, Cody. Would uh, would Hornswoggle wrestle The Undertaker? Hornswoggle uh, would lose. Yes. Badly. But he would, he would probably do it. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Walter is chicken. He would, <laughs> he would wrestle Lawson. That's the problem. He, yes, that is. And a lot of times Lawson will just be laying there, and if Walter gets loose, he will go and jump on Lawson's back. And then try nipping, and it's like, hey, you can only do that so long. You're gonna get swatted. You're gonna you're gonna take a swat, brother. But so a long-winded way of answering your questions. They're all getting along well. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. You know. So before you before you bring a dog, well, you you wouldn't bring three dogs into your house at once. Even if down the road you got one dog. I know you wanted a cat before. Is that still on hold? Uh, we kind of got a cat. We didn't, but we basically Wait, what? might. How do you kind of get a cat? 
because we you didn't steal get one an, from the neighbors. We didn't get a human animal. We got uh, look. Both of us are busy. We're working. We're raising a kid. We're looking Mark. around the house. We're God, like, uh, it's hard to keep this place clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you got, got to clean the floors a lot. We're sure. all you know doing laundry all the time with this. Especially when the baby starts crawling because they will eat everything. Right. They're like little so, Roombas. Right. And, you know, my wife does yoga, so she's on the floor a lot and sees how dirty our floors are. So it's gross, right? Uh, so I was like, you know what? Because uh, of this pandemic, we can't... I mean, I, I I would give somebody like 100 bucks to come once a month and, you know, just do the floors. Sure, sure, sure. No, 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 no. Can't have somebody in there. No. Nope. So... That's forbid. I outsourced it to a machine. Did you get a Roomba? I got a robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a Roomba, it's a Yuffie, I guess. A, a Yuffie? Yeah, we named him Perseus. Because we watched know why. Because we watched Clash of the Titans last night, because I've been on a Greek mythology kick, because I'm playing Hades, this video game about Hades. So okay. uh, we watched Clash of the Titans in the character. Have you you've seen this movie, right? I know it. I don't think I ever watched the whole thing. The main character has the acting range of a cardboard box. Perfect. Uh, it is awful. So we tongue-in-cheek named our robot vacuum Perseus. So all day, we have a little robot vacuum flying around, and it uh, it grabbed the, the tree skirt for our Christmas tree and started dragging it around and didn't do any damage, but it was funny, and it was hijinks. And so I'm like, we basically have a cat. Yeah, you got some shenanigans happening in the house. We have shenanigans. I'm telling you, man. Look, if you've been cooped up in quarantine – yeah, you know, you're in a routine. You're like, oh, there's nowhere to go. Every day is the same. If you don't want to get a, a pet, just get a robot vacuum. They're yeah. fun, dude. You can name Do it. Do they work, though? I mean, does it, does it, you just let it loose? What, what, how does it, I've seen them around and I'm like, I think that, I don't know if I, you know. I, I uh, don't believe this is a particularly sophisticated one. <laughs> like, it was really cheap. It was under a couple hundred bucks. Uh, okay. And when I when you look like it'll like go diagonally across the kitchen, bump into a wall, and then go diagonally in the living room, and then it'll clean like a four square foot area in the living room assiduously <laughs> for fifteen minutes. Then it'll just kind of scoot back to the bathroom. Then it leaves the bathroom. So I'm like, I don't know how much of the floor it's actually getting. But yeah. it's just fun to watch. And here's the thing. It's like 2.7 inches high. So it fits under both of our couches and our entertainment center and our uh, liquor cabinet. Okay. So oh, you have a liquor cabinet. I have an old, piece of, I have an old piece, of per piece of furniture that's like a, a cupboard that growing up, I actually played video games. There's a video game cabinet. There was a TV in it. And we didn't have anywhere in our kitchen for alcohol. And we weren't drinking when we moved here because she was pregnant and right. I was not drinking alone. So we designated it. The, this is where we put the liquor now. It's very nice. But, yeah. The liquor cabinet. I, look, yeah, I, I always wondered about those. Uh, if they, you know, because when a human is running a vacuum cleaner, as I did today, you're overlapping. You're making sure the whole place is clean. The video I've seen of these robotic vacuums, they're just kind of haphazard. They're drunk. They wander around. They like you said. They bang into the wall. Then they go to the other way. They bang into another wall. And they just, you know, just wander around. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I don't know how thorough it is, but like, it keeps our floors cleaner to be sure. Right. 
It gets to the harder reach places, so we don't have nine inches of dust under the couch. I like the under the couch and liquor cabinet uh, portion of the program. Yeah. John in the chat saying liquor cabinet, welcome to 1963. That's yeah. how we roll. Yeah, you're very you're very madman. Very mad. You know, next it's a canarble wagon. Mm -hmm. Your wife will have pearls on when you come downstairs from work. She'll have a highball ready for you, maybe a Harvey Wallbanger. She's always got the slippers ready for me. Does she really? Got, got all right. Yeah, nice little. Oh, nice look at you. Slipper oh, right goodness. there. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't come home from work because I'm working. I'm talking to you from work right now. From your office. How's the base, uh, how's the base trap working out for you? Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I got so I got some more work to do. I ordered some stuff uh, on Black Friday. I'm gonna have an extra monitor up here so I can wow. stand when I broadcast. Uh, I'm gonna build another base trap for this wall, which is where it should go. Um, but it'll be much smaller. It'll be like really. It'll be like much smaller. So yeah, I got I got some more projects I'm working on. How is it being back at work? Is your uh, young son respecting the fact that dad is no longer a layabout? And gets to spend every moment with him. Neither of us are quite as productive, um, but he's he's you know he naps kind of That's well good. sometimes. Um, he, he dude he's he's all about the hands right now. Oh, finding out what they're what they are. Yeah. Nice. Anytime we walk in, like we leave the room for a minute, and you come back, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "What is this?" He's what he's are these like things. You, he's just staring at it like so intensely and he'll just be like like trying to move a finger and it like he'll just do it for like an hour it's great <laughs> that's beautiful man is that is that it's, normal for kids did you yes, they, do that? yeah because yeah because they're all of a sudden it's like ah hey wait is that part of me what i'm moving that that's weird and they'll do it he'll do it with his feet and you know everything it's because everything is new they haven't seen anything before yeah. He he just got hired. He doesn't know. He doesn't mm -hmm. know where the coffee room is. He doesn't know where the bathroom is. He you know, it's all brand new to him. It is it's really cool. I mean, I, like it's it is it's a blessing to be able to spend so much time with my kid. Yeah, that's very cool that you're you have the ability to work from home. Yeah, no, it's it's extraordinary. Um it it you know, there are moments when he's like I want to be held and I'm like I want to have two hands to type on my keyboard. You right. know, it, so th there's uh, can there's you get a, one of, can you use your baby bjorn and just hang him on your belly and so he he he's with you but you're actually you can still work we have some of those he doesn't love it uh, um but uh but, but tell him he has to pick uh, yeah. explain to him you <laughs> know, can either right? be in the baby bjorn or you got to get out because daddy's got to work so you you know you make the decision <laughs> kid i'm not gonna you know not gonna coddle you all day the baby bjorn you say isn't that what, don't you have one of those things that they, yeah, the baby sits in your, in front, baby yeah. born. No, we've got one of those. He's, he's a little small for it. Um, oh, is he? Yeah. It's, it, it's a, he's very tall. Isn't he like seven foot three? He's gigantic. It's ridiculous. It's a very large baby. He could, he could probably in a good beat way. Up, he could probably beat up that dog, the 90 pound dog. Well, he could definitely take Walter. No <laughs> doubt about it. That I'd like to see. I'd like to pit. Maybe, yeah, listen, maybe uh, when this is all over, you and I have a big, uh, barrel-aged stout party we get liquored up we pit pit the dog against the baby <laughs> see what happens i'm down i i think he'd win honestly the baby not the, the baby yeah the baby i mean he's obviously getting he's working his hands he's getting where he knows what to do he's pretty soon he'll be making a fist then he'll probably headbutt you 
and uh, it's gonna be yeah, he's gonna be good. A baby sling, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Christine says a baby sling, you know. So you can so that way you could work. Yeah. But you are you are right. You are blessed, and and I hate to use that term, but you're lucky you get to work from home Why do you while hate to he use that is term? Uh, blessed. The hashtag blessed. I, I like that term. I don't. I don't because because ninety percent of the people who use it one are not two are just doing it so they look good on social media. Mm. Uh, but I think you're fortunate. That I will say, and I agree with that term. You are very fortunate that you get to work from home because I did not have that uh, that. Uh, Experience. I was gone a lot when Molly was real little. Nobody you know, I'd be did. home. I'd be home for a few days. I'd be gone for a, a, a week. Um, so that was. It's it's much nicer. I I am envious of your experience. Yeah. It's yeah. I like. I'm uh. I'm extremely grateful for it. Uh, it is a little bit of like psychological warfare against yourself because you know like like I I want to hang out with them all day, right? So sure. There's also there you have to you certainly have to exercise more self-control, right? Like if I just disappeared yeah. and I was at the office for eight hours, like I just work and then just try and do it as fast as I can so I can go home. So right. th there are some challenges, I guess it's just what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm not complaining, well, sure. but uh, just, I just want to give some insight because I'm sure that, uh, you know, like you, the vast majority of people that have had children in the last like a hundred years um, have not been able to just like, you know, have the kid mostly at their side while they're working. So it's... Uh, well, I'm, I mean, and even even in my in my day, there was no such thing as paternity leave. The dads went back to work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it just just in that, and I think it's a good thing. I don't. I'm not one of these guys who goes, "Well, I had to go right back to work." So everybody, no. I think it's fantastic that uh, the workplace has evolved and people now go, "Yeah, you know what? It, it's important for the dad to have a little time at home too." But you know. We, I, I didn't have that. I, I were, I told you, I've told the story. I worked the day she was born. Yeah. I worked the night before. I took Debbie in for the cesarean. I left the hospital once they were both okay, did a show, drove back from South Bend. Uh, you know, and that's, I'm not saying boo, poor me because every, every dad I know was the same way. You know, some guys were able to take a couple days, but, you know, that didn't happen. I like your attitude though of like, it'd be nice if more people could do that. Because I know uh, about a week or two ago, you know, Biden said something about forgiving college debt, yes. uh, student loans. And I saw on Twitter, there were so many people that are just like, well, I had to pay, so everybody should have to pay. Like, what about me? What about me? And it's like, why can't you just be like, I, I know people that had extensive student loans and they have said to me, they're just like, I had ridiculous student loans and I, I wouldn't wish that on other people. Right. If it gets, that's what I don't know. And Catherine O'Connell, our good friend, Catherine O'Connell saying she worked the day her son was born. Um, yeah, people, people did it, but I, I feel the same way about the student loans. You know, would it have been nice if beforehand everybody got that clemency? Sure. If there had never been student loan debt, that would have been great. But now there's a chance that maybe some kids will not have this crippling debt that will, because, you know, it, they got into a good college and you can't say, well, it was their own fault. Well, no, if you get into a good college and good college is expensive, medium range, all college is expensive. You know, whether you're going to community college or whether you're going to Harvard or Tulane or wherever you got to, you got to come up with some dough and you know, yes, some people can make a good living without going to college, 
But a lot of people need college to get a job and get a good job. And unfortunately, when they get out of school, they're not getting jobs that, you know, where the pay is going to equal what they're going to need. So if they can cut some of that debt out for them, okay, you know, yeah, uh, people who came before always had to always had it a little harder. That's part of that's part of being first. You had to you had to bust your hump a little more. And maybe the people who come before you because you busted your hump, they get a break. Okay, let somebody get a break, you know? It's and, and now granted, would that break help my household? Sure it would. But I'd feel the same way even if it didn't, you know? I know a lot of people, you know, think about those people who worked two jobs to put themselves through school and they were like, okay, I, I did it. I, I graduated. Uh, maybe I'm going to, you know, go on to, to law school or medical school or grad school or whatever, only because that's the only way I can possibly make, get a job where I can make the kind of money that I need just to pay off my loans, not to even live like a king. Just to, just to pay off that student debt, it's it's ridiculous. That's See, I'm right. more, I'm much, I'm much, uh, I'm much more compassionate than people give me credit for. You are, even though you uh, you are a man of the people, but you don't like people. Uh, Molly told me the other day because we have we have a lot of bear uh, decor in the house. I love bears, not okay. the Chicago bears, but actual living bears. But you also like the Chicago bears like but i would never have a picture of the <laughs> chicago bears in my home i have some yeah. debbie and molly have given me over the years some hand carved statues from this one artist i have a couple of bear things i like i like a uh, a rustic cabin feel to things i like that kind of decor uh and molly said you know because we pulled out there was this one santa claus that we pulled out when we were unpacking he's kind of a woodsy santa he's outdoors and i was like oh i love this i love this santa she goes, yeah, you should, of course you do. Everything you like, you should live in a cabin. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I don't mean this bad, but <laughs> you like you, you like bears, you like the cabin aesthetic, and you hate people. So, <laughs> so you probably, you'd be great living in the wilderness. And I couldn't argue with any well, yeah, where's Yeah, where's the lie? There was no lie. There was no lie there. So I, I said, oh, okay. But yes, I am a man of the people, but not near the people. That's how I like to look at it, which is fine. Can I just shout out again, Beguile Please, Brewing. shout this, out whatever you need to. This barrel-aged imperial pajamas from Beguile is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. My man Kevin Carey will be happy to hear that. It's 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 on it's on par with the Bourbon County Stout. I mean, I'll say it. Yeah. I love our friends at Goose Island, but like this beer is of that caliber. Pro tip on the Bourbon County bottles, by the way, Brian. Yes, do you yes. Have, do you have your 2020 bottle handy by any chance? This is a 20. I have a 2018. Okay, but you don't have the 2020 like on your oh. person, right? Okay, no. that's fine. <laughs> yes, yes. I carry them in a bandolier just in case I, I need to pop one out. I've got a nice, I've got a Carmella, I've got a special number four. They're across my chest like I'm the Frito Bandito. No, I don't have it on my person. That's fine. Pro tip, Goose Island confirmed this, but a guy on Reddit uh, realized it. If you look on the back uh, near the expiration date, next to that, there are certain uh, codes that indicate that that particular bottle was aged in a particular barrel. Really? So if it says WT, it's Wild Turkey. Okay. If it says HH, it's Heaven Hill. Okay. Uh, and there's one other one, and I don't remember what it is offhand. And 
if it's just like a number, like most of mine just say like 2095. So I, I guess that just means it's, I don't know what that means. It's just generic or their barrels or I don't know. But uh, but yeah, if you have a WT or an HH or Maybe another- means September 5th, 20. Yeah. They did it European wise. <laughs> yeah. Your month day. Keep an eye, because I looked at mine and I mostly right. have the kind of generic number, but I have two wild turkey bottles. So I had one of the regular, well, I, I had one bottle and I kept the empty bottle. So I know it was a, a regular original, but I'm going to try the world wild turkey original and see if it tastes any different. Huh. The 2018 does not have that. It just says bottled on a 5th, 5 October 2018 at 1337. So that'd be 137 PM. Oh, hmm, 15.2% alcohol. What do you know about that? I, uh, I'll make it through this. I have, I have a, let me know when we can talk Black Friday because I I went on a. I, I well, went. let's do it. We get. I mean, what else can be said about the pandemic? Nothing. Uh, hmm. Wear a mask. What else can be said about the dogs? Nothing. Wear a mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wear a mask around the dogs. Uh, no, I don't have extra bottles of Bourbon County Stout on my person. I think we've covered everything. Hmm. Is there? So yes, let's get to let's get to Black Friday because I mentioned at the outset, the onset of this uh, broadcast that I was drinking this because normally uh, I'm not opening a bourbon County stout bottle by myself or on a night where I actually have to uh, communicate with people or have to do anything, including walking downstairs, which I will have to do when this is over. But uh, I decided I was going to do it because I've been giving you a hard time for the last week because you, you have lost your mind when it comes to barrel age stouts. Mm-hmm. So how did the, because now I, I did not go out Black Friday. I was working on Black Friday. So I did not go out. I mentioned I got the one bottle yesterday when I went into Walmart, just because I was so shocked that they were at Walmart. But you, you have done something different. Mistakes were made. We'll say mistakes, <laughs> mistakes were made. That's fair. What, what, what mistakes? You are now the proud owner of about, uh, I don't know, a room full of Bourbon County Stout and other stouts. Was it twenty or thirty? I think I have twenty. What? You have, you got twenty bottles this year? Yeah. I yeah. saw the picture. I uh, think if you count, it's twenty because I have two. Uh, I have two anniversary. I have two proprietors. So that's four. I have five original. That's nineteen or that's nine. I have three. Yeah, I, I have twenty. And I this doesn't 20. count the stuff that we got for our tasting, no. does it? Or does no, it? No, it doesn't. Here's here's, okay. here's the problem. Okay. So what happened? What happened with you, Carter? Where did where did you take the turn from rational human being who you know you get a bottle or two, you go, oh, this is fun. You know, I got a few bottles. It's fun. Uh, you you've gone around the bend. The legendary Goose Island Bourbon County Stout has several varieties. Seven <laughs> vari seven varietals in all. Mm -hmm. This year. This, this year. Three in particular are rare slash expensive. Proprietors blend birthday and anniversary. Okay. You don't you don't really know ahead of time which ones will be rare and which ones will be more common, but you, you kind of do. Like sure. last, like you can still find from last year, you can still find Mon Cherie and wheat wine and the original pretty pretty regularly. Right. Like it's not well. Hard. I mean, if I can get the original at Walmart, <laughs> it's not rare. Right. So this year you figure, okay, I'll be able to get original Carmella, maybe like special number four, but I didn't know about Kentucky fog or any of the other ones. 
Uh, Diane, would I trade some 2020 bourbon stouts for Duplos? I might. Depends Ooh. on what what uh, which variety you're looking for, which I'll get into. So here's the thing, Brian. I wanted to get my hands on a couple bottles, if I could, or one of the birthday, the anniversary, and the proprietors, right? Right. It's simple. I missed the Binnie's lottery because I'm an idiot. I didn't win the Jewel Osco lottery because I'm I an didn't idiot. I missed the prop, the prop day lottery because I'm an idiot. So that left like, then you're left with a few lotteries because a lot of stores, they're like, this year we'll do a lottery so you don't line up 20 people outside on Black Friday, right? Yeah. So where uh, did you find, I'm sorry to interrupt. Where did you find these? Cause I did, I did jewel. I didn't do Benny's cause I had already, I already had some, I, I did the prop day one, but I, I thought those were the only ones, but you found other ones. Yeah. They were on this Osner app. O Z N R. Okay. It's a liquor uh, ordering app and new this year to a few just like breweries around the Chicago land area. They did it. Um, so but like you had to enter these lotteries all kind of before Black Friday, and it automatically charges your credit card uh, if you win. So like, what I ended up doing was I entered one for a uh, a beer store like pretty close to me, a couple suburbs away. I entered one in Tinley Park. Uh, I entered one in Chicago. I entered a couple in Chicago. So I, I found some small ones and entered them basically. Right. Good lord. Um, okay. So you're going all over. You you basically had a 50 mile radius that you were willing to travel. Yeah. So, and and I was entering because I wanted to win the proprietor's blend, and because I wanted to win uh, the um, you know the the other the right the birthday and the anniversary. So I won the a proprietor's blend package from Consume. In ah, mm. uh, where is Consume? Bears consume. It's near here. I want to shout them out because they they were really efficient. Consume in Lake Zurich. Okay. Wow. It's like, it's like twenty minutes from here, I think, okay. or so. It wasn't too far. Okay. Yeah. Consume from Lake Zurich. So great. I win that one. I get a proprietor's blend. But here's the thing. What was in that? What was in that package that you? This won? is the problem, Brian. All I wanted was to guarantee myself. You know, anniversary, birthday, proprietors. Right. But they all came in packages. Yes. So yeah, the, that was the thing this year. The proprietors package, which was like $250 or something, they were insane. So I got a proprietors bottle, which is great. But then I got like four originals, three special number fours, which you can get anywhere. Uh, one or two Carmelas, which you can get anywhere. I haven't uh, seen it yet. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and and two Kentucky Fogs, which are all you really want. You really were looking forward. to I really trying wanted that to try Fog. it, but I, you know, so I got two of those. Sure, that's a lot. So that's a lot. But then I also won a lottery in Tinley Park for a package that included a anniversary stout. Ooh. So I'm like, this is great, but it's an anniversary stout, a special number four, a Carmella, and two originals. So you win a couple of these packages and you end up with like nine originals, like seven Ugh. special number fours. And like, I, I like those, like they're good. The special sure, number sure, four, sure. I love this year. They're all good, but like they come with so many extra. I'm just like, I, I want to get rid of these extra originals and these extra special number fours, but no one will buy them because there's no resale market. 
because right. they're so easy to find everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah, because this year you couldn't you couldn't line up, mm. and it's funny that they these big packages those those packages seem extreme. So what was it breaking down to per bottle? I mean, was was it about the right retail price? I literally didn't even do the math. Uh, I just assumed it was like kind of fair. I don't know. Here's the worst part. So I drive to Lake Zurich and I pick up. Fantastic. This is wonderful. I get the bottles. Saturday, not only was I to go to Tinley Park, but that was also- Where in Tinley? Can I ask? Uh, it was called- uh, I will look. Was it the open oh, bottle? A... Might have been the open bottle. Okay. Um, assuming they are in Tinley. Yeah, the open bottle in Tinley Park, 7101 183rd Street. Um, oh, wow, you were really out there. Yeah, I know. It It seems like a fun time to go 45 minutes to get a bunch of beers till you have to drive 45 minutes to get a bunch of beers. Right, and you can't stop somewhere and have a beer. On your no. way back. You, no, you they, got... they were like, we have outdoor seating if you want to have one. I'm like, who the hell is going to drive me if I have a Bourbon County style exactly. on your patio? So I go to, all the way to Tinley Park, which is forever. And then Beguile's release of Imperial Pajamas was on that day. And because they're so organized, they have you pick a time to like pick up. So I picked a time. So I fly to go to Tinley Park, fly all the way up there, and then go home. I was I was on the road for probably eight hours between Friday and Saturday. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. Well, if you, you were if you were at Bagai, you could have driven right by my house. I was outside uh, doing the lawn, decorating uh, the house for Christmas. We could have had a beer right in the grass. Here, no, here's the worst part. On the way home, uh, I'm on Reddit, right? Like all these people in the Chicago subreddit keep talking about all these liquor stores, and they keep saying like, "Oh, there's all these smaller liquor stores that have Bourbon County Stout." So on right. the way home, I went into Royal Liquor on North Avenue. It's, it's Three blocks from my house. Go into Royal Liquor. I wonder if they have anything rare. Walk in. Right there. Big box. It says limit one per customer. They have 16 anniversary Bourbon County stuff. Oh, I do not have an anniversary. I got to find one. The one that I drove to Tinley Park to get was two blocks away from my house. I stopped by there earlier today, Brian. I'll go get you one tomorrow if you want. They got like what are they blocks. asking for those for the anniversary? They're asking thirty eight. I believe it retails for twenty five or something. I'm pass on that. It's, I just I that's not I that know. big of an upcharge. I know, but forty bucks for a bottle of beer. I'm no, dude. No, there's a place in Elmhurst that is charging seventy dollars. And you have to buy another Bourbon County Stout variety, and they have doubled the retail price on every single variety. They can go. They can. Uh, they can go bounce. Well, yeah. I'm led. The, all of a sudden, the uh, the 15 percent Bourbon County Stout is starting to try to talk for me, and I have to be very careful. They can pound sand. That's you can say it that. I can say it that way. If you're gouging people like that, f off. You know. Uh, it's not like liquor stores have been. Listen, liquor stores are one of the only businesses that have been able to stay open and are always crowded. So, no, I'm not. You know, especially because because we know we have relationships with the people at Goose. Not that I'm getting any. 
I mean, we got the stuff for the tasting, which was which was great and very generous. I've I've bought all mine. You've bought all yours. Mm-hmm. But I'm I find it repugnant that these people are trying to, you know. I can see if you're if you're a guy and you're trying to you know sell some out of your basement and you're trying to get a little more money, that's fine. But as a retailer, if you're price gouging like that, no thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, not when I see not when I know. And again, I know it's the original, ten forty eight. You know, it's it's yeah. out there. You can find it for the regular price. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't, I don't know. Well, there's people willing to pay it. I'm talking to one of them. So <laughs> what, uh, when I see you, if ever again, ever, if ever again, uh, I, I will, I want to split the, uh, the anniversary bottle with you. That would be lovely. So, because I have two now, right? Yes. See, so, so the other can't... one who, who no, knows? and I told you I want to buy I want to buy one of your Carmelas in a in an original from you. See, so. I'd love to again. I have like nine hundred. So uh, well, yeah. it's going to see. Well, well, let's see what your price is. Let's see if you go crazy. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, yeah, it's eighty bucks a bottle. You can you can do this. Listen, uh, I hate to do this, but uh, you're going to have to carry things for about two minutes. Ooh, all right, go for right. it. I'll be right back. Dog trouble. All right. Uh, Roger asked in the chat, did I get a birthday one? I heard I only got anniversary in the original. Um, yeah, birthday, birth, birthday. Here's the problem. I keep mixing up birthday and, and anniversary. Brian and I tried birthday from the tasting and I got two anniversary. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Brian and I tried birthday uh when we when we talked to the our good friends at goose island a couple weeks ago um and i i got a couple anniversaries so yeah no i've gotten them all roger it's too many it's way too many like so many so so many um and we're good now and again i'm gonna shout out our friends at beguile because the uh imperial pajamas is really good i should probably have some other story to talk about but like my whole week was beer basically um some of my high school friends and i did decide to well it wasn't really us deciding. My friend Blake literally texted my uh, friend group and just said, hey, who? Hey, do you guys all, all want to get really drunk on Zoom on Wednesday? And I was like, great, let's do it. So uh, I set up a Zoom blackout Wednesday, uh, virtual, distanced, whatever. Because um, I, think, I think at that point when he suggested that, he's a doctor and he and his wife are doctors. They've had to quarantine 80 times. They've had to COVID test nine. Like they, it's ridiculous for them right now. Uh, I think they're just sick like everybody else is of not seeing people. And they're just like, you know what? Thanksgiving's going to suck for everybody. Everything sucks for everybody. Let's just drink a bunch on uh, Black Wednesday. And um, after we did that, which was fun, I kind of rediscovered the like Zoom get-together thing. Um, so uh, be- because we all need to be socially connected when we can for like our mental well-being. And in fact... Fun fact, researchers just did a study and they found that um, the signals that your brain gives you when you crave social interaction are similar to the signals that your brain gives you when you're hungry, which suggests that social interaction is actually a basic human need on the same level as hunger. Um, so we're, For we're most getting... human beings, I would, I would argue for most human beings, that's probably true. Well, um, 
Yeah, so I, I don't know if you, I don't you know offhand the study if if it's most or all or whatever, but they they do point out that that being alone does not mean that you are lonely. True. Um, so there's so a you, lot of people who really enjoy being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you look at the prison system, what do they use for the ultimate punishment? Solitary confinement, when you are right. cut off from everybody. So that lends credence to your study. Thank yeah, you for but, covering things with psychology and science while I was gone. Yeah, no, we're gonna um, we're gonna be running this story on Curiosity Daily. Uh, Is that part of the Discovery family of brands? It's part of the Discovery family of brands. We're gonna oh. be running that in uh, early 2021. How happy were your coworkers to have you back? Uh, sir, to me, surprisingly happy. Um, my uh, my my coworker and colleague uh, Ashley, who's my co-host on Curiosity Daily, did the best job ever of making sure that I came back from paternity leave, not buried in work. Oh, nice. So it, she's the, the bat. Like I, I cannot now, speak highly enough of her. It's, it was great. What happens to the person who was brought in to cover your time away? She'll be around if we need her. You know, she's, she's a good kid. You know, she's a friend of ours. Like we, right. we had known her she before and she hasn't been cast asunder. Ah. She knew this was a temporary gig. Yeah. Right. All right. So you're back. You're back working. So that that sounds like, and I'm sorry I missed part of the uh, part of the thing. But if I, if from what I gleaned is, people need to be around other people. Yeah, I was mentioning that I did a, a blackout Wednesday drunk happy hour with friends on uh, on Wednesday, oh, and that's then, nice. And then, and then Saturday there were some friends that uh, we we hadn't talked to really in six months probably, and I was like, you know what, Casey, let's just like let's just. Get on Zoom and and keep it small. It, it's important to keep yeah. it manageable. Three okay. to four screens, I think most. Um, because like you and I, Brian, and you can tell actually, you can tell right away who is kind of used to communicating online or in this format. Right. Not stepping over each other. Everyone does it by accident. Sometimes we do it. Sure. Sometimes it, it's it, it like it's just the medium, but. There are some people that like on a Zoom call, like they don't like they don't realize that as soon as you start talking, everything gets garbled for other people. Um, so you have to assume people's level of like Zoom capability is a little bit lower. Um, yes, <laughs> we tried to FaceTime my mom on Thanksgiving, and I saw nothing below her eyebrows. <laughs> Oh no. And now and my and we've done FaceTime and Zoom with my mom numerous times. Yeah. But for whatever reason on Thanksgiving, you know, her hairline looked good, I guess, for the <laughs> amount of time we spoke. It was <laughs> that was it. And I didn't want to, you know, because it was Molly and myself, and uh Debbie was in the kitchen cleaning stuff up. And so Molly and I were on separate phones, and I didn't want to, you know, it was turned into a thing. So I was just like, I'm not even going to mention the fact that I don't know what the rest of your face looks like at this point. I'm just going to let it go. But to your point, yeah. Now, I like that idea. I, that's kind. Of, to be honest, that's how I look at Wednesday nights. This is this is my socializing, talking to you and Craig and everybody who comments and listens in and watches. That that's my social. But I get it. There are a couple people that I do miss. I do miss hanging around with. And I don't hang out with that many people, but you know, it's, it's nice. 
just to get together. So I get it. This is so. Did you enjoy your blackout Wednesday and your Saturday cyber hangs, as the kids what? like to call them? They were really fun. They were really fun. And I, I think as, as December draws near, so many people are dreading it. But there are there's we have we have progressed as the human race. Yes. Like we have the technology, right? We we've made this, right? Skype has been around for 20 years. Right. Uh, it, it's not as fun and it sucks, but like make an event, right? Like make make, yeah. a, make like not just like a casual, oh, I'll call this guy maybe next week, whatever. Like Put it on your calendar and send an invite to one or two or three of your close friends and just be like, let's all sit down and we'll like have drinks and, and suggest what you're going to do. Don't now, just, did you put did you put a time limit on it? Because I think that intimidates a lot of people, too, where they go, it's going to go on forever. Oh, boy. I mean, Wednesday, I blocked out like three hours in case my well, friends sure. wanted to hang out. But um, I well, said, so, yeah, I said, in that in that instance, that, you know. That seems like that time would go like nothing. It'd be boom, fast. Well, Zoom free plan has time limits. I believe minutes. Skype doesn't, to my knowledge. Oh, okay. I don't think so. So I've used Skype before, but not in a long time. Not since not since everybody discovered Zoom was the way to go. Right. But Zoom um, was the thing. But make it purposeful. You know, when when you put on like happy hour and you say it in the description, like Let's all have a cocktail and just chit chat like that. That you, You've got to give it some structure, right? If yes. you just say yeah, yeah. like catch up Zoom call, like right. Zoom isn't Zoom isn't the content. Zoom is just the medium right. through which you're it, it'd yeah. be like saying if I up. called you, I wouldn't say, I would say, hey, you want to go have a drink? I we would have we would even if it was that loose, you know, mm hmm. It's, we're not giving each other an agenda of what will be discussed at that during that drink time, but it's like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go have a drink. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll meet you at the bar and we'll sit down, and then whatever, whatever we talk about, we talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. We might have to do some of that over the holidays. I think it's you worth know? doing. Yeah, there's a there's a, a couple couples that we know that we might just just be like, hey, do you want to have a drink at eight o'clock on Friday? And you I know, would love that. Day. Oh, I don't know if we were invited, but I would love that. You're you're always invited. I always I always assume. You yeah. always assume that I'm antisocial. Good <laughs> assumption. Good assumption. No, listen. If the baby is going to make even a 10 second cameo, I'm in. Baby will always make a cameo for you. I you know I'm I'm very did, private. Uh, did, oh, did the baby? Did the uh, well? I'm assuming your friends. You, if you were on with your friends on Wednesday, they've seen the baby. At least. <laughs> cyber you know mm -hmm. they they have but uh he's asleep by seven every night that's good is he sleeping through the night he slept through the night friday and saturday dude which is great when you want to you know work the next day but it turns out that you don't work on saturday or sunday yeah <laughs> yeah this kid he's got to get he's got to get with the program he hates our work week. He's like, oh, <laughs> you're working? I'm not sleeping tonight. Mm -mm. No, he's, he's got to be up and moving. Well, that's Debbie is off this week. And so uh, not to equate your son with, with Walter, but Walter's the same way. He wants to be he wants to be going around. So like now that Debbie's off this week, he's in heaven because he gets mm -hmm. to hang out with Granny all day. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, 
It's straight. Well, that again, that's I like I like what you're doing. I think uh, you know, I would that's something I'm gonna have to try because at this point I've you know, except for Wednesdays, I've given up on contacting anyone. And I'm realizing that is not really the way to be. Now, granted, I'm you know, so far along in my life in this path, I can't really change it, but there's people that I, I, you know, I'll text every once in a while or see, and it's like, oh, that, you know, that was nice to at least touch base with that person for a second. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long, you know, whatever, it's been four hours talking to each other. I don't know how we got that much to say, but, you know, it's nice. So I get it. I get that people do need that connection. I think the main takeaway from, uh, from what I was saying before about how some people need it is, is like, if you're disagreeing with say your spouse about how much you need to see people and have social interactions, realize that it truly is a very deep seated human need. And like, if, if they are really dying, it's not just like, Oh, come on, suck it up. You know, it's a pandemic, you know, whatever <laughs> it it's like, no, that is a basic human need for social engagement. And so find creative ways for them to do it distantly from other people. Um, because it's important and it, it's something that I, I dismissed, you know, my wife wanted to be a lot more social than I did. I was like, no, we got to lock it down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, once I kind of learned about the science, I'm just like, oh man, I was kind of being a hard ass, you know, like she needs to, if she says she needs to like see people, then like, we need to, we need to figure out a way to make that happen in a safe right. way. Is that, so, is she open to, because I know I've had that conversation with my mom and you know, well, and granted, she's in a much different place than your wife because your wife is younger and more adaptable to technology. You know, my mom and her sisters tried doing it a couple times and it did not go well yeah. for, for them. But they're all, you know, 70 and above. Uh, so is does your wife, like, would, if your wife had a happy hour with her friends on Zoom, would that be, would that count for her? as social interaction like if you took the baby and she was just hanging out with her friends on zoom sunday morning um she was like that was really fun last night oh good like, it was really good for her it was really good for me and you know we're looking at we're, we're it's it's being mediated through a screen and that's kind of sad but like you know but you're still small. seeing you're still seeing the people it's not like a phone call mm-hmm you know, you're seeing them in their place. I mean, you look now, I've got holiday decorations in the office. It's very festive. Uh, so it is, it is, it's not ideal, but it's better. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as bad as some people would make it out to be, mm -hmm. you know, because I could see you. So I feel like, I feel like we're together because I'm looking at your face, you know? Exactly. I've gotten very used to your office, which is you deck the halls. Listen. You know, you know me when it comes to Christmas. But yes, the office is always the office always has uh, peanut centric. So I've got my little Charlie Brown tree back there and a Snoopy. I have uh, this. I was gonna get rid of, but Molly uh, Molly told me not to because we've been as we've been last year and this year as we've been decorating, we've been donating things that we don't really need anymore. You know, old ornaments that have no real sentimental value. Um, extra lights because we don't have as many trees as we used to have, uh, different things. And one of the things that we, I won this last year. I don't know if you can read that. It says ugly, but classy. Uh, I won the ugly holiday sweater contest 
at school. And so I got this uh, wonderful trophy. And as part of the part of that, I also got the uh, a VIP parking spot. But I gave the VIP parking spot to uh, the teacher who came in second place because because I wasn't there every day. And, you know, and I'm that kind of benevolent soul. Very benevolent. So I was going to Debbie was like, you don't really need that anymore, do you? You're ugly, but classy trophy. And I was like, no, I guess not. Uh, and Molly said, why would you? No, you have to keep that. Why would you not keep that? So I, so now it's here in the office because I'm ugly, but classy. I found a so uh, Snoopy. I found a bunch of participation trophies from when I was six. <laughs> what did you participate in when you were six? AYSO soccer and mm. Taekwondo. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So... I have and oh and bowling, wow! Bowling at six. I would I would no. The bowling is from when I was like twelve or thirteen. But I have a little bowling trophy that says like, "Good job, you bowled. Your high was one hundred forty-seven." <laughs> uh, so what'd you decide to do with them? I didn't know what to do with them, so I I like twisted them together, like I sat them on each other and just to make like a monster Franken trophy. And I put it on top of our china cabinet. <laughs> it's still sitting there. And my wife is just like, why is that there? And I was like, I don't know what to do with these trophies. They put and them in your studio. Put them in your office. That's where that kind of goofy stuff goes. Oh, it's dumb. It's so dumb. I can get it. It's awful. It, I would love to see it. on the. Uh, if you look at the bookshelf behind me on that top shelf, there is a vintage WGN ornament. From when they had the, uh, when they carried the Bears, the Cubs, and DePaul Blue Demon basketball. And I don't know where I got it. I don't know how. It was one of those things that when the station was moving one of the many times and they were just dumping out stuff and leaving it on the table, I grabbed it. And so now it's, you know, now I have it sitting up there on a little, uh, on a little ornament hanger. They're like, Do you want it I'm like, no. I have two Spike O'Dell Christmas ornaments. Really? Yeah, do you want them? No, I don't want two. <laughs> that's a, that's excessive. They're different. You know. Oh, are they different? Mm -hmm. I didn't know they had Spike. I had a I have a a Spike O'Dell WGN hat. Oh. No, he cuz he painted, right? He still does. He still does uh paintings all the time. Yeah, he had two uh Christmas really? I helped him clean out his office at the oh end of my, my internship. That had to be a chore. No, it's fun. He let me keep a bunch of stuff. I napped in his office many a time in the overnights when I was uh, between between sports night and the overnight show. Yeah. No, if if anyone, uh, I'll, I'll find them and I'll, I'll try and bring them to the quarantine cast next week. I've been trying to get rid of him for years. I mean, I love Spike, but like, I just don't have, it's not our aesthetic. Yeah. And there's, there's a time and I've, it's, you know, I, I've over the last few months as we've talked about, and you missed a lot of it when I was helping, helping my mom get rid of a lot of stuff. I realized to a small extent, I have part of that gene where you want to hold on to stuff. And so Debbie doesn't, and I tease her about it all the time where I say, Oh, you just, you know, you just, you want to get rid of everything. No, no, no. But there comes a point where you're like, all right, we don't need literally 18 coffee mugs. Mm. There's two of us in the house that drink coffee normally. 
three now that Molly's here. So technically, we could get away with three to six coffee mugs. That doesn't count, and those are everyday coffee mugs. Those aren't the Christmas coffee mugs that have now come out. So the other day when we were getting out, because we have these, when we were first married, I was working at Marshall Fields, and we have these everyday Christmas dishes that we use. They're the clear glass, and they have the uh, Christmas tree. And so anybody who's been to Marshall Fields in the past knows what these are. So, but it means we got to clear out the cabinets and we clear out the, the cup and Debbie's like, can we please get rid of some of these coffee mugs? These extra, you know, there's a whole shelf of coffee mugs that we never touched because we're always using the coffee mugs on the first shelf. One of them, I feel bad. was uh -huh. a Max and Orion, uh, WGN agriculture coffee mug. So we, I donated that. Is Max watching right now? I hope not, because I love Max, and his book is on my shelf right to my right. So it's not that I don't respect either one. I just didn't have room for this big coffee mug. To be to be fair, I also gave away a Captain America coffee mug. Mm. So let's, you know, priorities. Give the and devil where the devil's credit. Give the devil his for. due. I'll bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. Fiddler on the roof. No, that's Devil Went Down to Georgia. Devil Went Down to Georgia. That's what Boys I said. My name's Johnny. It might be a sin. And but I'll take that bet uh, you're gonna regret because I'm the best it's ever been. Johnny, you can set up your bow and play that fiddle hard because hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get that shiny fiddle made of gold. And if you lose, the devil gets your soul. All right, enough Charlie Daniels for one night. I don't know how we got on the coffee. Oh, getting rid of stuff. That's how we How's that Bourbon County Street? <laughs> Listen, all I know is uh, I have unbelievable recollection for Charlie Daniels Band. The, uh, the, I, I, so believe it or not, I know the lyrics because... See, now Roger saying I love coffee mugs would have loved the Max and Orion mug. Well, had I known that, Roger, you know I would have given it to you. But I didn't know, you know, it's some... I'll tell you where you can go find it. Go to the... Where? Go to the... Uh, the is it Goodwill or Salvation Army? I think it's good. Go to the Goodwill store at Harlem and North Avenue. There's a good chance it's there. That's where I take all my stuff. 13.1%. Thirteen point one percent. Which one? The Imperial Pajamas. The one you're drinking? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mine's 15.2. Well, look at you. Right. Remember that time we almost crossed weight? Almost crossed weight? You were losing so oh, much. I was, and I was gaining so much because I was trying to bulk up that we almost crossed where I was heavier than you. Yeah, I've gotten, uh, I, I, I've been put some weight on, uh, not to where I was when I started, but it puts, so I'm trying to get, and now I'm hearing from Debbie and Molly that they don't want me to get to lose as much as I lost before. They said like, that the you, first time you knew that. No, they're like, you look sick. I'm like, eh, all right. So anyway, but yeah, we're not going to cross weight again for a long time. I think uh, Alex says I have at least 10 coffee mugs. And I live alone. They're all from different jobs. I think we attach the mug to the memory and don't throw them away. I believe you are correct, Alex. There's a lot of, like, the, the Captain America one I gave away um, was a gift that Debbie had given me. But now I have a bigger Avengers mug that I use all the time. So it was like, okay, uh, I remember it. I don't, uh, and some of the other ones. Now I kept a few, like I kept a Conan mug that Molly had given me when she worked for Conan. 
I kept an FBI, FBI mug that I got when I went through the FBI Citizens Academy. Um, you know, but some, some it's like, okay, he got them free from somewhere or uh, they just, they don't have the, they don't have the connection that but, uh, mugs are a thing. I don't get rid of them, but don't they break for you? No, I'm very careful. You know me. I'm very careful. I'm very careful too. I was working in AT Kearney, the global consulting firm, and I had a Drake university mug from college and I was in the kitchen and I was holding the mug uh, in my hand and I was wiping it off uh, with a washcloth or whatever because I wanted to hand wash it and I was holding the handle and the handle just snapped off. Yeah. Snapped yeah. clean off. That's happened to like three of our mugs. I had a Tasmanian devil mug that just shattered. Shadoobie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they just break. I mean, we still, trust me, it's not like I left, I I didn't leave our, uh, our the house in a precarious situation where one day we may not have mugs. We got plenty of mugs. Um, but again, when Debbie said, can we get rid of some of these? My first instinct was no, just like some beer glasses. You know, I've got beer glasses from all these breweries and I've got the little, like tonight I'm drinking uh, out of this uh, Fobab 2019 taster mm -hmm. glass. Well, this didn't, this didn't get donated. There were a few of the, a few from different fests, I donated, but like the Fobab one and my little uh, Bourbon County ones, mm -hmm. and there was uh, Beguile I have and an older and some and some of the pint glasses. I kept those. I was like, I'll just put them up high where you, you don't have to see them. You know, there was one brewery that I had two of the same glass. Okay, I'll, you know, we'll get rid of one. You know, pardon me, I don't need a matching set. Debbie and I aren't sitting down there like a uh, you know Mickey Rourke and Barfly with our mm. matching pint glasses. Good reference. But then I also realized I have some beautiful Guinness glasses that are engraved with like my name and the Irish American Heritage Center and stuff. And I'm like, I should use these. I should use some swag glass that I got for free somewhere. These have my name on them and they've got beautiful engravings. Why aren't you using them? I don't know. One, because I, I just forgot. I forgot they were there. They're huh. in another cabinet. Well, I thought as we were doing this, I found two that we got for Molly that we had done. One says Molly and one says Merry Christmas. And I was like, Molly, you got these. You should take them down to your apartment so that when I'm there, I have a glass to drink a beer out of. Because last time I was down there, I, I went to pick up some beer at a brewery. I had to buy a glass. So I'd have something to drink out of. You know, these deals, these just, they're not pint glasses. What are they? That's a pint glass. Pint glasses? Yeah. But the, yeah. all right, fine. Pint glass. Well, don't I be offended. One, you, you asked me a question. I answered you. I did. Yeah, thank you. I, I took this from the from the old uh, Curiosity office before we moved into Discovery, and uh, this just it was just in the cabinet. They were get we I mean, we cleaned the whole place out. They were getting rid of everything, so I took this and it says Eight Bit Studios on it. You probably can't see that, but it says eight, that? eight Eight Bit Studios. I don't know what that is. Okay. There's, there's an eight on the bottom, and then etched along the sides. There's no way you'll be able to see this. Is it's the city of Chicago. Um, it's like you should a, have shown us when you had the stout in it. Can I turn the light down, maybe? Oh, yeah, the stout in it would have helped, wouldn't it? Would maybe if I stick the can in it. Can you see it now? No, you really can't now. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but it's textured, right? So right. it's textured with all these different lines. That sounds repre cool. Representing the city of Chicago. And uh, it is the only glass I will drink a beer out of. And it's this really? texture. It, yeah, I just... 
I because I've had these smooth, you know, smooth pine glass. Everybody has sure. those, but uh, but the texture, man, I just I like grabbing it and feeling these lines and just like this is my beer glass. It's nice. Yeah, there's certain one. Maria says she made cups out of candle jars. That's classy. You're right, Maria. That is classy. I don't know what a candle jar is, but uh, it sounds classy to me. When I hosted cooking shows for the Kenmore Live Studio, where the camera's always on you, I uh, used to drink out of a mason jar. Mason jar, thematically appropriate. Molly loves mason jars to drink out of. She's got a bunch of mason jars. Of course, she lives in uh, New Orleans. She's drinking moonshine all day. Well, that's true. She does, uh, you know, we're going to have to have some sort of... uh, some sort of intervention, intervention but yeah. uh yeah she uh she loves drinking out of mason jars to me they're a little kitschy i like it you know i'll drink a nice lemonade of a, out of a mason jar or a sweet tea when i'm sitting on the porch waiting for my wash to be done by the creek mm-hmm. uh, i'll do that it'll be fun but other than that it's not uh, you know not really uh i don't like the rim i don't like the ridges on the where you know the where the lid would screw onto the mason jar sure because i drew i drew a dribble a little there was, a, there was a boon for my dad's business. My dad uh, mason jars. Yeah, my dad. Where was um, your dad in the, in the peach canning business back no, in the day? No, my uh, my dad, my 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 uncle is like a family business. My uh, my grandpa uh, owned, and they sell bar. They produce bar supplies, Magnus and oh, Industries. Oh wow! Okay. And like a decade or so ago, moonshine started to blow up. Yeah. And they all sold it in mason jars and all these bar owners and brewers, all these people started calling my dad and they're like, we, you can't pour out of a mason jar. Oh, like, right. You, you can't pour, like you, if you're at a bar, you can't pour out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So my dad custom designed pours for mason jars. Nice. Yeah. He was like, he was like it, it like paid the bills for like five years because no one else... Nice. No one else had it, right? Like they're like you. You can't buy like a pour for a mason jar. No. Uh-uh. So we like made a custom mold and all this fancy oh, stuff. Wow. And yeah, so if you see a mason jar, very cool. Yeah, if you see a mason jar with a with a pour spout on it, it's probably my dad's uh, invention from uh, from his company. Pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm. Yeah, moonshine, moonshine. When we went, uh, it was a few years ago. We went to the Smokies. For a vacation. Oh man, they were selling moonshine. Couldn't couldn't sell it fast enough. And it was all in mason jars. The beauty is if you're just buying it for yourself, it doesn't matter if you pour it out. You know where I pour it? Right into my gullet. That's wow. Right into the gullet? Right down my gullet. Uh Roger had a pear tree in your backyard in Evanston. Look at Roger bragging about his fruit trees. Used mason jars to store pears in our cold storage room in the basement. Ooh. We a lot of people don't know this. Roger is old enough. He was actually a pioneer <laughs> in the great westward expansion. Roger rode in a Conestoga wagon from upstate New York. Uh, and his family, when they got to Chicago, uh, they had all contracted some sort of disease. And so this mm-hmm. is where they stayed. And they planted the pear trees and they tried to they tried to make a living as pear purveyors. Now it didn't go, it didn't go quite as expected, but uh, they did have a nice basement with a lot of pear jars in it. You didn't know that about Roger, did you? I did. You did well. Sure, you did. We've uh, you know we've all been around Roger long enough. Uh, greeted what? the pi- sold them yeah sold them land. He greeted Roger said he greeted the pioneers when they arrived. What do you think of the hair, Brian? 
Uh, I was going to say your hair is a mess. You don't have any what? product in it. It looks a little uh, droopy. People it like to see you. People like to see your hair a bouffanti. They like you to be Elvis meets Robert Goulet meets uh, David Johansson. They like to see a lot of product, a lot of height, a lot of things going on. It looks like uh, doesn't look. It, look, it looks like perhaps you haven't showered in a couple of days. It has damn product. I didn't shower today. That's not a All joke. Right. I but I there is there was product in this yesterday. Thank you very much. I I, right. I used a comb last week for the first time. Did you really in a year? Because I was like, I got all this hair. What turn, do I do? Turn to the I was side. Like, Let's see what you got working there. I was like, I could comb it, so I combed a part in it, and then I put gel in it, and now it's mellifluous. I uh, I showered today and put. I've started using some new product. So on the first day, it keeps things pretty well in place. By tomorrow, things will be up. By today, the last time I took it, I did it was Monday. So today, my hair almost looked like the McDonald's golden arches. And it was going, part of it was going straight up. And I said, uh, said to Molly, Debbie, I've got to go up and take a shower. And Molly's like, why? I said, look at my hair. And I did this and my hair was all straight up and it was terrifying. You need a haircut. I probably do. But now I just keep putting this, I don't know what, I said to Debbie, I have to get some sort of mousse or gel or something. She said, oh, I have something upstairs. And I don't know what it is. It's a little tin and it's like white paste. And I just put a little in and it, and then it's back. So today it's, today it's, uh, you know, it's in, it looks good. I, I do you want to, do you want to start a nineties villain club? How would we do that? What do we do? We just slick our hair straight back. Yeah. The, the, what I like about this is it slicks it back, but it doesn't, it's not f like flat on my head. There's still, I, I get a little volume up here, which I like. Um, and tomorrow it'll all be a little more voluminous. I'm going to get this so, to you. Roger says your hair looks a little wispy. Is that a word? Is he talking to me or you? I think he's talking to you. Mm. Are you going to get a bun? Are you going to get, get a, a bun? I'm trying. I keep, I keep pulling mine back to see if there's any chance I could do it. Are you going to do it? If, well, listen, I'm not getting another haircut for a while. Take this out. Look at you. Yeah. See, we could do that. You, you're lucky you still have a nice hairline. Mine goes. What one if side of mine, my one side of mine goes way back? Woo. What if I get one of those like mohawk things where you just buzz the side? What if I just like good. buzzed right across here? I'd like that. Mm -hmm. I was watching Forrest Gump last night. Why? Because it was on when I was going to bed and I knew I'd fall asleep. But the point was, he had his hair real short, but then like right here was shaved real close. So you could do that. Hmm. I'm starting to show. Uh, when I have it with this product, there's a lot more gray in it. You can see the gray more. You know? Yeah, look at you, Blue Steel. There, now it looks like you've done it. Now you, I don't know what you did now, but it looks, oh, yeah. You kind of look like every bad 80s teen movie, either villain or jerk or... <laughs> That I don't I don't even want to describe what that just looked like. <laughs> that was uh that was kind of uh whoa wow. Look how it comes out. You're like hot for you're like the hot for teacher video. It's good looking, right? Dude, <laughs> sure, yeah. I would bring all the girls to the yard if I were still on the market. I like that you yelled for comedic effect, and all I could think was, oh my god, he's gonna wake up the baby. <laughs> no. The baby no, usually uh, on Thursday morning, 
at breakfast, uh, my wife will be mm -hmm. like, so here are the random words I heard you screaming from <laughs> uh, from your office uh, 9.30 at night for no reason. And I yeah. never have any explanation. Ed Grimley, Diane Peterson saying, go look go for the Ed Grimley <laughs> look. Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley was a Martin Short character on Saturday Night Live. He had one oh. coming up right in the front. Oh. <laughs> must <'Cause>, say. <laughs> good hair look, I must say. It's my Ed Grimley. Wow. Led Grimley impression. Right. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm letting mine go. We'll see. I've had when did I have a haircut? First of September. We were down in New Orleans. So first of September. That was my only haircut. So I've had one haircut this year. Which if you think about it, when I used to be one haircut every three weeks, that's quite a thing. And like tonight right. it looks fine. If we did I would like one time we should do this first thing in the morning where my hair is just like I look like so. I walked down the other day, and Molly, who, if if you can't tell by now, Molly always good with the, you know, making me feel good. She's good, mm -hmm. good with those affirmations, building me up. She goes, "Wow, I am getting a real sideshow Bob vibe vibe off of you." Because it wow. was just like, and it's weird for me. I still find myself like tonight it doesn't move, but when it does move, I find myself going like because I haven't had that feeling in thirty years, and now I look back and I'm like. Why did I keep my hair that short for all those years? Why? I don't know. Laziness. I, I, I know. I know. Why do you, what is it? It's because you needed yes. to look like the picture in your headshots. Oh, that's probably true. <laughs> it's the same reason I kept mine the exact same style for 10 years. Well, yeah. Now I'm thinking, oh, I, I might, I, not that I'm, you know, not that my agent is calling me for any auditions, but, uh, I've gotten like, the, I got one like eco cast audition. Did you? Yeah, where it was like, hey, self tape yourself. And it was, I got the email the day after my son was born. We were still in the hospital. Okay. So I replied and it was like, yeah, I just had a baby. So uh, can I get back to you and maybe do auditions starting in like two weeks? Uh, I don't know if that agent represents me anymore. I never heard back. Uh, Kind of I, about I often that. wonder if my agent still represents me because mm. I'll send him an email and go, Hey, you know, uh, it's been, now it's been a year and a half. The last, the last thing I went out on, I booked, which was Chicago med. The three things I went out before that I was on a veils. So I was doing, I was on a pretty good role and uh, whatever. Probably not a lot of roles right now. No, things are, it's a lot of these, a lot of these self tapes, which are a nightmare, but now I'm feeling more technologically confident. So maybe I could do them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. When did you decorate? I saw your, uh, you've lost the battle of your wife, keeping your child off social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't say what social media channel I saw your baby on, but he was gorgeous and he was right next to your Christmas tree. When did you decorate for Christmas? We got a real tree on black Friday. Nice. Did we you go to a tree farm? Did you go to Home Depot? Where'd you get your tree? We went to the Dairy Queen parking lot in Lombard. That's the best place because you get a Great. blizzard and a tree. Dude, the Dairy Queen was closed. We didn't what? get a blizzard. Very upsetting. You didn't get. You weren't able to get a peanut butter parfait. Nothing. No peanut butter parfait. Ugh. Was it? Were they closed because they were selling Christmas trees, or just because? Is it one of those just walk up old school Dairy Queens that closes mm -hmm. every winter? Mm -hmm. uh, not a DQ brazier. Mm -mm. All right. So you went to Dairy Queen. 
What's now? This is I'm not trying to invade your privacy, but I haven't bought a real tree uh, ever. I've always had artificial trees, but I remember going to buy real trees with my parents and then with my mom after my dad died. They were fairly, you know, they were getting up there. What does a tree go for in general? What's a, you know, what'd you get like a seven footer? Probably a seven footer. So I think it was like 60 or 70 bucks. Well, that's not too bad. What kind did you get? I believe it's a Douglas fir. Ooh. Douglas fir is, was the tree of choice in the Noonan house my entire childhood. And in Twin Peaks. Was it really? Yeah. I don't, First I don't episode uh, when uh, Agent Cooper is there, he's like, what are those trees? And he's like, Douglas fir. He's like, Douglas fir. Hmm. Douglas fir, very nice. According to Monique, they open, the Dairy Queen opens again in March. The tree place is there every year. Yes. Thank you, Monique. Yeah, it was good. They were very nice. It was run by the local YMCA people. They were very, very friendly. Helped us nice. get everything. Got a wreath. It was very nice. They help you tie it to the car? They did not you know, help. Got, I don't. You got that family-friendly Subaru. That's that's a perfect tie a tree to the top of the car vehicle. No, I don't think anyone's allowed to because when I, I got some stuff at uh, uh, Menards and they wouldn't help me tie it and then they wouldn't help me tie it here. So it's like a liability thing, I think. Oh, no. Okay. But I, I, so I had never gotten a real tree until I met my wife and she was like, we're getting a real tree. So every year we've had a real tree. Wow. Yeah. That's right. And the reason I don't have a real tree is because when I moved out of my parents' house and I was living alone, I was on the road, but I always liked, I always, I had a real tree in my apartment in Sparta right after I graduated from college. When I moved out and I was doing comedy, I was on the road, but I still wanted the place to be decorated when I came home. So I had my very first credit card and Debbie and I went to American sale and I bought a really nice artificial tree because then it looked the same when I came home. I didn't have to worry about it being on fire. And so from then on, we always just had artificial trees. And I said, actually the other day we put up the tree and I said, you know, if you guys ever want to get a real tree, I can't smell it, but you know, if you want, and they were both like, no, no, we, 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 so we're, I guess we're artificial in this house. We are artificial team, artificial tree, but the I, Douglas fir was my, I remember my mom and dad, it was always a Douglas fir. And then for some reason, at some point, uh, after my brothers and I had all moved out, it went to Fraser fir huh. and Fraser fir became the tree. But yeah, I, Douglas fir, good for you. I'm not anti-artificial at all. In fact, I like lighting better on artificial because I'm yeah. so paranoid about the fire hazard that I only will put LED lights on oh. the real tree because there's no heat generation, right? Right. Um, and I, I won't put real lights on, which like you can do. We keep it watered, like it, sure. We have a humidistat. We're good. But uh, I just won't do it. So, and the LEDs, they just don't, they don't pop as much. as No, the they're not quite as bright. Mm -mm. Well, you think about all those years. I mean, think back to like when your parents even were little or when they first had your, my mom and dad, I remember had those big ass bulbs that were like little flamethrowers. They were so big and you'd keep water in the tree. It's not going to burn down, hopefully, you know, because they had not only those big, really hot bulbs. I saw pictures of like, when my parents were first married and my first Christmas that I don't, not only the really hot bulbs, but then tons and tons of tinsel on the tree. It was like, why not just have a tire fire in the, in the living room? It was insanity. But you know, if you keep it watered, 
Sally says a tree farm in Iowa, $8 a foot. White pine, it's a beauty, fit right in the bed of the truck. They shook it, put the netting. Uh, we were in lumberjacks. There, see, that sounds fun. You Roger hasn't bought a real tree in at least 15 years. It was down the alley. Carol had to take a training class at Home Depot that taught him uh, not to tie things to the top of the cars. Oh, all right. And you were right, Cody. It is liability, according to Carol. We live in a litigious society. Yeah. So you bad. went to the Dairy Queen. Did everybody? Did you and the whole family go? Did you bring the little baby with you to pick out the tree? Oh, yeah. He was great. He was either screaming or evacuating every liquid from his body the entire time. Like we took him out of the car seat and it was just like, blah. <laughs> like we wiped off the concrete in the parking lot because he made such a mess. We were disgusted at what he left in the parking lot. He was just, he was just like, here are all of all, everything I have right on the table. <laughs> And then he was still for about two minutes and he was really cute for a picture. And then he yeah. just started screaming the entire time I'm tying it to the, to the and of course I'm tying it to the roof. Right. And what, of is course. Wife, what is my wife doing? Tell me how I'm doing it wrong. So I'm just, and I, to be fair, I was probably doing it wrong. Cause I don't know how to do that. Uh, so yeah, finally, but if it, if it doesn't fly off your car, by the time you get from the dairy queen to your house, you did it right. I I uh, I got some some plywood at Menards uh, like a month ago, and I I tied it to the tip of my car, and it almost flew off, and I was traumatized from it because I thought I'm going to kill somebody with this plywood. I pulled over to the side of the road and I just dumped, I just put it next to a dumpster like at a gas station. The plywood was, you did? Yeah, I was I I was like I, if I drive any further with this, it will fly off and kill someone. Did you only have it tied crosswise or did you I had have it, it lengthwise? I had too? it tied 18 different ways. I don't know how to I don't know how to do it. No one trained me. Hmm. I don't watch some YouTube videos. I'm sure there, yeah, I'm sure there's a YouTube video for that. I yeah. one time tried yeah. to bring a kid's one of those blue plastic kiddie pools home uh with no rope, just holding it to the top of the car. Because I got that brute kind of force. It was a nightmare. I had to go, it was probably, I bought an adventure uh, when I was living at my parents' house. And it it has to be no more than, if it's two miles, that's, that's as far as it could be. So I'm trying to drive my Cavalier with a blue plastic kiddie pool on top of it. My arm out the window, holding onto the lip of the kiddie pool because I didn't have any rope. And I didn't think this through before I decided I'm going to go get a little pool so I can sit in my parents' backyard and, you know, have a beer in a pool. It took to go those two miles must have taken me more than a half hour because I could not go more than five miles an hour or the wind was picking up this pool. And it was, it was like a bad comb over. It would just flip like this. And the only reason it didn't go flying was because I had just enough grip on that little lip of the pool that it didn't go flying down Halsted street. Yeah, no. Yeah, Roger, we miss you too. We'll see you later. Uh, Roger is ducking out. So, so now the, the the tree obviously made it home. Oh yeah, it was like now. A did you have to do this? Is what I remember from real trees. And correct me if I'm wrong. If this is still not a thing. So, like we would get the real tree, and we would put it in the garage for a night in a bucket of water, so that it could fall, so that the branches would open up. And then, well, first you had to cut, you had to cut like a couple inches off the bottom of the tree. They, they cut it. They cut they it. They cut that. 
Then we put it, we would put it in a bucket of water in the garage and let it fall. Then we bring it into the house and it, it would let it sit overnight in the, in the warm house and it would open up more. And then the next day we would decorate it. Did you do any of that? Nope. That's probably best. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's best. You know, it's really cute though. They were so cool. The, the lady there was like, all right, how much do you want me to cut off? And we're all like, ah, yeah, yeah, like this much or whatever. She's like, okay, first I'm going to cut off a real thin sliver so that you have an ornament for the baby. Oh, nice. So we're going to write something on it. And I've got all this polyurethane in the garage. I'm going to polyurethane it and cover it and seal it. So it's oh. like first Christmas ornament for first Christmas tree for baby. I'm very That's excited. It's very cool. She was very, it was very thoughtful. I wouldn't have that. That is very thoughtful. See, listen. You tell me that story, I have a glimmer of hope for humanity. A glimmer. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get carried away. But that's, no, that's very sweet. It was great. It was really it's very cool. sweet. Now, did you, had you gone out previously and bought yourself a nice stand or did it, uh, did it come with a stand? You had a stands. stand from before. We had a couple of stands from before. A couple of stands. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And in Chicago, I got to in Chicago, it was like, we always paid more than a hundred bucks for a real tree. Granted, they were nine feet tall because we had vaulted ceilings. Right. But but we always paid a pretty penny. So we were, we were pretty happy with, you know, you get from between nice. 50 and 70 bucks, you can get a pretty good sized Christmas tree. We have a real tree every year. Yeah. So you got it all decorated. The house is all done? No. Oh. You've seen my house. Your house. I was going to ask because you have, uh, I'm, I'm wondering what you're going to do for the exterior because I'm guessing your neighborhood is one of these. Uh, Clark Griswold kind of neighborhoods where people are doing some impressive outdoor illumination. Not our block. Okay. Because we're not really a through street. Like you kind of get to the end and there's a school. Right. And there's not a lot of through. I mean, after 5 p.m., three cars will go by. The rest right, of the there's night. houses. There's people live there. I've seen there, your house. There's, there there, are. You have neighbors. There are. Our, our block isn't too competitive. The neighborhood writ large is very competitive. Uh, here's the problem. We've got, I decorated the porch and I did this whole wrap around with icicle lights. And I was like, this is great. Then I drive by the house and I realized that half of the house is lit because the porch only extends for the half right. of the house. And you've got the garage on the other side and there's nothing. So I've got to decorate around the garage. So I've, we've got some work to do. Okay. We've got some work to do. Now, how about you? How many trees do you have up this year? Well, it's, you know, we've gone to a smaller house. So we I'm have get two, four. Well, we have two full-size trees. We have a small desktop tree in Molly's room. I have a pop-up tree here in the office. Uh, we have a ceramic tree on top of the china cabinet. And are you going to count the Charlie Brown Christmas tree back there? No. Okay. Then that's that's the trees. Okay. That's close. Uh, I went. I was. Uh, this is this is how you know. You've been a suburban person or a homeowner for a long time where I was watching the weather before Thanksgiving and it kept saying Saturday it was going to be 50. And I was like, then Saturday's the day. Saturday is Christmas outdoor decoration day because that's it. I'm not, I don't have to do it in the cold. It's going to be great. Now, some of the neighbors had some in the neighborhood had had their Christmas decorations up for a couple of weeks. I still couldn't do it. I still there's have to lot, wait. There's a lot of that here. I think, you know what it is? It's the pandemic. People are trying to, <laughs> it is. People want it something is. to feel good about. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you get the Christmas lights up and you can see, and the neighborhoods all look nice with the lights. So yeah, I get that. 
But I was like, all right, Saturday is going to be the day. So Friday, I worked the day after Thanksgiving. I worked uh, at WTMJ, got off the air at three, and I went out because we have this uh, blow mold, these, this plastic molded Santa Snoopy that we have had for. We had it before Molly was born, so it's got to be. I figured it. I was twenty six Christmases. We have used this Snoopy. He has traveled from Calumet City out to California, where the first year I had to rig him up so I could balance him on the balcony of our condo, and I used hook and eyes to get him hooked on to the building so that he wouldn't fall off the balcony. He's made it back here to a couple places. Two years ago, uh, I was trying to get him off the shelf, and he fell. And part of the nose got broken. But you know me, I don't want to throw things out. So I, I've taken white, uh, like waxy kind of paper. I fixed it. I've, I gave him a nose job. I gave him some rhinoplasty. And we've we've kept him. And every year, I think this might be the last for Snoopy. Because every year, I have to take him apart and reattach the light bulb to the back with a myriad of intricate duct tape patterns and I get him out. So that's, I knew I was going to have to do this. So Friday I spent getting Snoopy ready for another year and checking all the lights. So Saturday I went out and I started and my neighbor was like, Oh, cause last year I have these two very tall bushes. They go my house. It's, it's a two story Georgian style house. And I have two bushes that go all the way to the second story. But I have one of those, uh, a pole, which you may want to get, where you can hang lights on trees. So I have some ideas for your house. I think uh, I have some ideas for you. But anyway, there, there's this extendable pole where you can put lights up in trees and stuff. So last year, my neighbor had asked how I got my lights up there. And I was like, well, I have this pole. Uh, you can borrow it if you want. And he goes, no, I'm not going to bother with it this year. <laughs> so I see him on Saturday. He goes, Brian, I listened to you last year. I bought one of those poles. I'm going, I'm going all the way up with the lights this year. I'm like, all right, that's excellent. This is the same guy who told Walter he was not a country dog anymore. He was a city dog. Mm. Rodney's a great, so Rodney was going to decorate, but he was like, I saw you, I knew it. I knew today. I told my wife that you were going to be out here. Today was the day you were going to decorate the house. I said, yeah, he goes, I can't do it today. I got to watch the Auburn football game. I said, okay, well, <laughs> it's supposed to be okay tomorrow too. He's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. I get, I test all the lights. Now I tested them before I put them back in the box last year. They all worked. I test them again before I put them out. It's like that scene in uh, Christmas vacation. Russ, did you test every light? Yeah, dad. There were like five strings. And I was like, good. And I toss them. So now I'm out there and I have mixed match, mix and match bulbs. I have some, I have like eight strands that are red, green, and white. I have some just straight up white ones. I have a couple blue strands from all the, cause over the years, as the house in Frankfurt, we had a million trees, and I did all the trees out front and all the trees in the back. Then we moved, we downsized. I didn't have to have as many, but I kept all the ball. Anyway, so I'm out there. Now it's now it's all right. How many? And you've known me long enough to know how anal I'm going to be about this. Mm -hmm. How can I divide these up so each each bush has the same amount of lights of the same color? And what should I do as the center? And I worked. I don't know, like five, six hours to get the, to get the yard all done. Wow. And Molly, Molly and Debbie, 
they had they had been doing something in the house. Then they went to get lunch. Then they went to the store to pick something up. And they came back and Molly's like, have you been working this whole time? Yeah. But, you know, once I get the lights in the bushes, then it's set up. We have this big pop-up snowman and these snowman lights and Snoopy's got to get his place. And this year I decided I was going to stake Snoopy in so that he couldn't tip over if the wind got high. We got a new nativity scene out front. So Ooh. All of that. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, because oh, Here's the nativity scene story. So when I moved, my mom and dad had for years had this wooden, it's like a silhouette nativity scene. It's, it was just white wood and it was an outline of like the, the barn and there was an outline of Mary and Joseph and Jesus. It was very simple, very plain and simple. And they would set it up in the yard and just shine a spotlight on it. And it was beautiful. And they got it from a guy who did all these kind of wood carvings and he would put them out over the holidays and he lived next to a gas station in Chicago Heights. So this is where they had originally got this uh, nativity scene. When we moved back from California, we moved back in the fall. And as Christmas was coming, my mom said, oh, you're going to have to decorate your house, right? And I said, yeah, I got to find some stuff. I don't really have anything. Uh, I got some stuff. And she said, oh, okay. Then she shows up at my house a week later with, she had gone up to this guy's yard and he sold them right out of his yard. She'd gone up to his yard and bought this nativity scene and brought it over to our house. And it was very nice. And we used it forever. But the problem was, it was just plywood and mm. I had repainted it a couple times, but because it's out in Chicago in the elements, it had warped, it had swollen uh, part, a part of it had broken off hers the same way. I tried fixing hers last year. I put it up and I was like, my, I don't know how many more years you're going to get out of this. Cause you can't get really the pieces together, the whole thing. Uh, so last month she goes, Hey, I was thinking about what you said last year about my nativity scene. I was like, yeah. I said, I'm, I'll come out and put yours up again. She goes, no, um, I found these, I found these ones made of PVC. They look pretty much the same. She, long story short, she bought herself and us a brand new nativity set. <laughs> cause I had to get rid of mine. I, I had to get rid of mine two Christmases ago. Cause it had just, it had warped and swollen too much that the pieces wouldn't go together anymore. Mm. So I got rid of it. And so now I've got this new PVC, very, all oh, very lightweight, very stealthy. Um, and since I was able to figure out, you know, what to do Saturday, I'm going out to my mom's to put up all her decorations. Cause I always put up her tree and then I do her yard. Sure. And so, but yeah, so the yard, the yard is done and the inside of the house, Debbie took the, the, the week off. I told you. Um, so Sunday and Monday we're done. So by last night, the entire place was finished. Inside and out. Unbelievable. December 1st. I, I don't know what we're going to do the rest of December. I said, what are we going to do now? We don't have to panic. Everywhere I look, it's like Christmas uh, threw up all over our house. I stood downstairs and I, I turned 360 degrees. There wasn't a degree I went that I didn't see something Christmassy. Then I'm here in the office. Christmas. Ah, everywhere. I walk outside the door. Full-size white tropical Christmas tree right outside. Fantastic. Does the dragon have his hat on? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I love that the dragon wears a hat. Can I can I tell you about something even better than that? Please. I'm done I, talking. I love all of our commenters. I love when people get involved so much. But I think my favorite comment of the night is from Carol, who said, I miss the Santa house in Lombard. 
Uh, I, you elaborated on what you meant, but I immediately knew what you meant, Carol. Brian, I'm going to try and share my screen. Uh, I think it'll let me do this. Let's see if it sounds phenomenal. Do you see it? Oh my God. I do. Hold on. I got to bring it up. There it is. Do you see it? It's a video my (laughs) wife took. Look at this house. (laughs) It is an army. (laughs) This is amazing. Speed and Lombard. What I love is there's nothing else on the house. There's no other lights on the porch or on the trees or anything. It's just a million blown plastic Santas on the yard. (laughs) This is the most extraordinary house in all of Lombard. It makes me so happy. It's like an art installation. It it, there's got to be. I mean, how many three six? There's got to be. There's got to be seventy. Are those snowmen down by the curb there? I'm not sure. I mean that uh, that's oh how my many god. Is. This is it's, it's so many. that is insanity. It's so funny. I think there's snowmen. Like, one, where do you store cuz those don't collapse. Those are those are sculptures. Where do you sh- where do you store where do you all you those store them? That's what I said to yes, this was to my wife. I'm like did they there's a whole basement and just like a bunch of Santas. Yeah, or you've got to you've got to have the money to have a storage storage or a giant shed in your backyard. Mm-hmm. That is I'm, amazing. I'm so glad Carol brought that up. Like, when and those it, plastic things are not cheap. I know those are not cheap at all. And the fact that, that Carol said I missed the Santa house in Lombard must I mean that implies that it's been around for several oh, years. Yeah. yeah, you don't. That's not the first year that house has been that way. I am. Uh, I walked by and I my actually I drove by it uh, when I went on my Bourbon County uh, extravaganza and uh, and I, I was like I have to tell Casey about this and I forgot and then that night she was like I'm gonna go for a walk and she walked around and she sends me a video the second she walks by and I was like oh I meant to say something to you about that that is unbelievably great that is the best there was thing. when we were lived in Lombard there was a street that had. Uh, three houses next Lombard, door to each Berwin? other. Berwin? Berwin. You live in Lombard. I do. Ish. Ish. Uh, ish. So when I lived in Berwin, there were three houses together. And they, between the three of them, must have had 150 to 200 of those plastic blow mold things out. It was insanity. And there was no rhyme or reason. They were the yard was packed, the porches were packed, the side, the gangways were filled. It was the most, it was cool. And yet it was like, man, these people have some sort of illness because this is insanity. Carol but in that the chat house is great. Carol in the chat just said that Santa display is done by the second owner of that house. The original owner had many, many more Santas. How can that possibly be? <laughs> That's extraordinary. How could you have many, many more. And I wonder if this second owner had inherited some of the ones from the first owner. Because where are you going to go? Yeah. Now there is a place, uh, not for, well. I guess it's in Lagrange. So mm-hmm. not too far from you. Mm-hmm. It's an antique store. And they specialize in these old blow mold kind of things. Cause I'll drive by every year and there's just millions of vintage 
they've got all the Christmas ones. They have some other holidays too. I drove by, was it yesterday? I was on my way back from uh, going to Sam's and Walmart and stuff. And I drive by and in the window, they had a mint condition Snoopy, like our Snoopy. But every time we've seen one, they've been like 150 bucks. Mm. And I think now, granted, we've had ours, like I said, for 26 years. I think we paid 25 or 30 bucks for it back then. And that was a lot. I'm like, uh, and I'll say to Debbie, what do you think? Should we, should we do it? No, we can't spend that kind of money on, on a Snoopy. Uh, okay. Well, what are these years we might not? And Molly looks every year. She goes, every year I look on the, on the, on the, on the web, trying to find, uh, just in case, just in case this is the year that Snoopy doesn't make it. If we need to replace Snoopy, I'm like, mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Maria says some should have had leg lamps like the can can. Oh, that would have been fun. You know, the, uh, from a Christmas story, mm -hmm. major award. If you had had all those out on the lawn, that mm -hmm. would have been fun too. But that yeah. Santa thing you got to, so is that close to your house? It must be. Cause you said your wife walked by it. Right? Oh yeah. We, we can walk a, it's a few blocks away, oh, my God. but yeah, we, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to come on? I mean, we can't compete with that. No, no, I'm not just gonna the first year, but you can start. You can start building. Oh, that's the thing. We got, we got, we got to start building. But, um, I've started uh, kind of lurking on Nextdoor and on Facebook Marketplace for okay. local deals. Yes. Anywhere, anywhere I can. I like, the, I like the places where I can walk. You know, within a mile. Sure, sure. Because I don't like to drive. I, I learned after driving to Tinley Park to get beer. That uh, it's not, in fact, worth driving 40 minutes for pretty much anything. So, you don't like, oh, see, I like driving. You don't like it? Uh, no. Nah. You're I, not used to it. You're not You're not used to it still. I, I don't mind driving, but I, I miss my kid. I like, you know. Give it a few years. You'll want that 40 minutes away. I'm sure I will, but... Uh, right if, now, I get it. Right now, I understand. Yeah, if, if the choice is... Well, and you know, like we're pretty isolated, right? So sure, you know, if if it was like, oh, my parents are dropping in because they live a mile away, you know, like right, yeah, you know, I I was always around people growing up, always a ton of family. Oh yeah, no, and listen, your son will be around everybody come the spring and summer. This is so. this is the best time. This is the best time if they're for him to be going through this because he doesn't really know now. He's still figuring out his hands. So by the summer, when he's getting closer to a year old, you know, he'll be with grandma and grandpa and his aunts and uncles, his aunt and uncles, and he'll be, you know, he'll be able to, you'll take him to the park right now. Plus it's cold now. He wouldn't, you wouldn't be taking him anywhere anyway, really, mm -hmm. except for Christmas, maybe. So this is, this, this will not affect him. <laughs> it's affecting you and Casey more he he won't even remember you'll tell him the story of the year he was born he'll be like really that's weird you know he he doesn't know he's you know he's brand new yeah he's still a lump of clay he doesn't he's, he's figuring it out so this yeah. is perfect for him i'm not worried about it but uh but yeah you know what you know 40 minutes is is it's not it's, it's fine i can do it it's uh it's just that I was like, yeah, you know, it's like a Saturday. I could be hanging out with my kid and my sure. wife. No, I chilling. get it. I get it. That, that makes it. sense. You know, it's good. You know what? How can he miss you if you never leave, Cody? But 
am I going to drive 40 minutes to get like a Christmas towel from someone on Craigslist? Mm, mm, I think I'll just look local. I got to be honest. Some of the stuff that we've, that Debbie has sold through these groups, the places people are coming from to get it. It's like, seriously? Oh, okay. <laughs> Good for you. So I get it. Christine is uh, correct. The store is in countryside. It's then it's got to be right on the border of countryside and LaGrange or LaGrange park. Anyway, it's right on, uh, you know, it's right on LaGrange. It's on Mannheim. It's on 45 right there at like 47th street, I think, hmm. or Plainfield road. Anyway. So, um, so what are you, what are you thinking? What have you seen anything that catches your eye as you drive or I suffered tonight from snowman envy because last year we bought a new snowman for the yard and I really like him, but he's like six feet. He's a nice, he's, he's a papa. He's not an inflatable, mm -hmm. which I've got out of the inflatable business. But this one, this one is stays, uh, stays up all the time. So he, so you never, it doesn't look like something melted on your grass. And mm. then I have a timer on the whole house. So it, uh, when four thirty, when it gets dark, bang, the whole house illuminates. Hello. You have a tiger around the whole house. A timer. Timer. I wish I had a tiger. Is it a snow leopard? No, it's a Bengal, full oh. size tiger. I got I it from Fitty. All the rappers had tigers for a while. They wanted to get rid of them. I got mm. it cheap, cheap. You wouldn't believe what I paid for this tiger from we, Fitty. Yeah, but then you got to go dumpster dive at Walmart for meat. Doesn't matter. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, possums and squirrels and small mm. dogs, mm. which is another reason Molly is panicked about Walter. That tiger is looking at Walter like, man, you are a crudite. How do you feel about inflatables? I, you know me, I loved inflatables. I had inflatables for years and years and years. I still, I have a, uh, I have an inflatable Frankenstein for Halloween that I've had for over 20 years. Oh, that's cool. So my Christmas inflatables and have all over the years gone on to the great inflatable graveyard in the sky because of just the elements. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to inflatables. I'm picky about, um, I'm picky about inflatables. Some look better than others. Uh, yeah. That's why I like this tree because it's not an inflatable, but and it looks really it looks good. But now this year, they've got bigger ones, the same basic style and fabric and everything, but they're bigger. And I've seen two or three of them in the neighborhood, and I saw one at Costco, and I was like, oh, so tonight. I was out and I saw a couple of these bigger ones and I had envy for my snowman, but I wouldn't mind, you know, I, I like an, I like an inflatable. The only problem is that they deflate during the day. Cause you're not supposed to leave them on for more than eight hours. Mm. So you got to deflate them during the day. And then it just looks like everything melted on your grass. I say I like inflatables for uh size, right? They're efficient. You get one right. pop fills the space, but it's, it's not our aesthetic. And yeah. uh, we're more into the plastic. Well, we don't have any plastic. All we have is lights right now. But I'm, I'm working. I'm working on the look. You know, we're cultivating. Well, that's the yeah. Look. You got to kind of figure out what you're gonna go for. Mm -hmm. You know, and go from there. I've always been kind of kitschy, and uh, there's been a lot of different things because I've, like I said, I've got the nativity scene, which last year, last year I think was the only year I didn't have it. So part of the yard is that that simple nativity scene. 
And then I've got a mix. I've got a mix of, you know, the blow mold Snoopy, but then I have some uh, steak lights that are Santa's, some snowmen, and I've got this new snowman that collapses down. It's so you kind of, I mix it up, but yeah, you got to decide on your look. They should sell a plastic Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Mm. I would love to do a Die Hard Christmas scene. They have a they have an inflatable Buddy the Elf and an inflatable Chevy Chase from Vacation getting shocked by all his lights. Those but I have not seen it. I have not seen a Bruce Willis. That's the best Christmas movie. I just read something today uh -oh. about whether you know again whether it was a Christmas movie or not. It's a Christmas movie. That's that seems to be the official line now. That it is a Christmas movie. Takes place on Christmas. How much more Christmassy can you get? Listen, I'm not going to argue one way or another. Yeah. I think it's great. Like a nice yippee ki MFR. Like <laughs> Hans Gruber falling to his death. Movies. It's the first Christmas movie I watched with my wife and her family. Have you watched any others this year yet? Have you started? We didn't even watch the Charlie. We listened to the soundtrack, but we didn't watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special. But I listen to the soundtrack every year as we decorate. Very nice. I What's put your favorite on Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song? Well, my favorite Christmas album, bar none, is Chicago 25. Their Christmas album. What? Chicago, the band. Yeah, I know. I know the band. They did a Christmas album? They've done two, but their first one was Chicago 25, and it is <laughs> phenomenal. I I love it. It's the harmonies and the horns and the, the majesty. It's just, it's great. It, I I can't listen to it enough. How have I never heard of that? I will have to. I'm. We had this conversation because we realized we don't have a CD player in the house anymore. So I have to burn. I have to put the CDs on i on the computer so that I can then put them on my phone and play them through, play them through the little portable speakers while I'm downstairs. Because I play them in the car. I've got that's my favorite. And then the Alligator Christmas album. It's blues Christmas songs. Uh, Santa Claus Wants Some Lovin'. Backdoor Santa. Hard to be a single mom on Christmas. I'm looking Those up are Chicago, my favorites. I'm looking up Chicago 25. On you got to look up Chicago 25. The cover is just like a, a wreath. All right. And it is, I remember, I bought it. I bought it for Debbie on Christmas when we were living in California. And I remember having to go to the mall because I couldn't find it at any uh, any Christmas any stores. And I finally found it at the um, at the mall. Oh, it's in Roman numerals, so it's Chicago yeah, it's XXV. XX, yeah. Chicago XXV, the Christmas album. It's phenomenal. Huh. Now, All we right. can't play any of it here because we did that once and then Facebook spanked me. Well, they have Chicago 26 on Spotify, but not Chicago 25. I know. Trust me. The other day, I wanted to put it on while I was decorating the tree or lighting, putting up the tree and stuff. No, they had one song on Spotify. So this so is like rare. It is. It is very rare. Huh. But if you, uh, you know, I'd be happy to lend it to you. You can burn it yourself. But that is my favorite. I will listen to that nonstop. There's one in stock on Amazon, $7 free shipping. You should buy it. 
If you like Chicago, if you like the band, you should buy the album. I want to know if they have it on vinyl. And I am not getting anything from Chicago for that. The Grinch, Wendy said the Grinch, we watched the Grinch. I even watched the Grinch with commercials the other night because we were having dinner and the Grinch was coming out. I was like, let's watch the Grinch. And then I know all the words and Molly knows most of the words and Debbie knows about a quarter of the words, but Debbie was the most aggressive trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to quote the Grinch. I was like, so Molly was all upset. Don't say it if you don't know all the words. Seven bucks, right. you should get it. A look. It's um I think it's I think it's there's there's a power behind the horns, and it's very I mean, it's all the traditional Christmas carols. It's not original songs or anything. It's you know, oh come all ye faithful and uh, the Christmas uh, those it's just have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's just really good good sweet so i know you always like the charlie brown christmas album which so which good. i have as well so good i've always historically loved the classics i like holly jolly christmas by burl ives mm -hmm. a little bit of christmas song by uh um johnny mathis neck and no. cole neck and cole mm -hmm. right some of that uh blue christmas elvis only oh, any yes. other version is garbage horrible don't at me uh, but for some reason last year, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Yeah. I just became obsessed with it. And then all week this week, it was stuck in my head, but I didn't listen to it. Okay. I put on like Spotify Christmas classics. I'm listening to Burl Ives, Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, you know, all that, all the old stuff. And it's great. That, that song's not on there. And then today in the car, I was like, eh, it's been in my head for a couple days. And and playing it back in my head, I'm like, it's not that good, right? It's that good. Yeah, I I know it's it's hip either to really like it or really hate it. Is it? I'm I'm neutral on it. I mean, if it comes on, I'm not gonna go, oh, I gotta turn it off. Um, I enjoy the video. I mean, but come on. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's not one of those that I don't mind it. Like the other day I had on Sirius has a bunch of Christmas channels. Mm. So I was listening to Sirius as I was uh, doing all my, my stuff inside. Cause outside I was listening to eighties uh, and nineties party country while I was doing the yard. Nice. <laughs> but you know, I like, I don't, I don't mind all I want for Christmas is you. I like that. Um, Debbie is a huge fan of the Muppet Christmas album, <laughs> the original Muppet Christmas album. So we will listen those the CDs we get played in the car. Uh, but now you know I'm going to change all that. But yeah, the Muppet the Muppet Christmas album Debbie loves. I like the Chicago one. Uh, we like the Alligator Christmas one. There's uh, I also a very special Christmas. This was back you're probably too young to remember it, but they came out and it was all these, it was various artists like run DMC Christmas and Hollis was on there. And they did like three different versions. It was a very special Christmas. Then the next couple of years, a few more came out. And I like those two, like uh, run DMC is on there. Springsteen Santa Claus is coming to town is on there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of those kind of, they're more rock kind of uh, Christmas songs. So I like those because um, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't dislike the classics, 
I just kind of listen to more of a more eclectic mix of Christmas songs. The one yeah. I've been really into singing along with is the one that's like, Merry, Merry Christmas. Da, da, da. You know, that one? Yeah. What? Who is that? I don't know. That's not very special Christmas, is it? A very special Christmas. Yeah, it's like, like between it. It's on. Hold on. I pulled it up. Oh, no, that's the album on Wikipedia. It's got the horns. It's like, I can't play this on the Ocarina or I would. I would love to hear that. Now you know we need we need you to practice before the big uh before we have the big Christmas show. Uh, Christmas show? We're doing that? Yeah, we're gonna have a Christmas or a holiday show. We're doing, like that? We do, we're doing a Christmas uh, show. We'll do it on the twenty second. That's a Christmas show. When That's is Hanukkah Christmas. this year? Uh I don't know. I have to look up when Hanukkah is. Thursday, December tenth to Friday, December eighteenth. Let's have Roger on next uh uh on the uh Roger on the fifteenth. Fifteenth, there you go. Roger the 16th, and, rather, Roger on the 16th. 16th. No, it's like 15th. Well, the 15th we the 22nd. is the Tuesday. Oh, six, then 16th. I, I then we do it on the 22nd. We're the 23rd. So the 16th, the 16th, we'll have Roger on. We'll do go. some Shaka Kanaka. Mm -hmm. And uh, he can talk about all his uh, the bread that he's been making. And uh, we always like to have Roger on around the holidays. So we'll do, all right, I'll reach out to Roger. We'll have Roger on the 16th, and then uh, we'll see what's going on. If we're going to do the 23rd or not. Because somebody said today, I posted that we were going to be on the on tonight. And somebody's like, oh, you got to tell the eggnog stories. So Molly will have to make an appearance to tell the egg, the Walgreens eggnog story. And There's you'll have to share egg. your eggnog recipe. And uh, mm. you know, we'll nog it up. That Whatever night we do that, we'll nog it up. Yeah. Yeah. The other night, uh, my wife was like, I feel like uh, eggnog and brandy. And I searched the liquor cabinet. We were out of brandy. So I ran to Walgreens. Oh, no. I, I got a lot of brandy. Yeah, it was good. Because you are, I do have, I, well, yeah, I always, listen, I always have liquor around. Especially, especially holiday liquor that I know. Because I bought, I buy the big bottle. Even though I, that way, if I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I have it. Mm -hmm. So now I have brandy for this year. It's cheap, too. Yeah, you can get some good brandy. Uh, I have to go buy a couple Christmas beers. That's uh, That's the next thing. To tie, uh, to go full circle in our in yeah, our let's whole put podcast, a bow on this thing. Um, she felt like a uh, a nog and brandy, so we, we I made some. It was good. I forgot the whipped cream though, so we got to do a do over. But the Saturday before that, when we did our happy hour, I excitedly opened a Kentucky Fog variant of the Bourbon County Stout. Have you had it? I have not. Uh, it's the one with the tea made with the Earl Grey, correct? Yeah, so this year, uh, one of the bourbon cranny stout varieties has like a Earl Grey tea, as Brian said, and some honey uh, kind of notes in it. Um, the online consensus is that you either love or hate this beer. Yeah. Uh, I did not care for it at all. Okay. Like, to the degree that like, you know how like with bourbon county stout, it's typically like, oh, it's my least favorite one. It's still like an eight and a half out of ten. No, I really disliked it. Oh, wow. Like okay. I didn't want to finish my glass. And uh my wife loved it. Really? Yeah. And and she'll she'll have as few sips of, you know, the varieties and she'll right, be like, right. oh, this is all right. Usually they're too sweet for her. 
she was all over it. She finished the bottle. Wow. So um, if you are going to go check out some Bourbon County Stout, I can drink the special number four all day. It, okay. That one just... You love the, you love the coffee-infused ones. But it's so subtle this year, you know? Like, last year, it tasted like a cup of coffee. This year, like, it's... it To me, it's just... It's just so well. it's because it's the oatmeal. I think it's the oatmeal. The oatmeal style changes it a little bit. Yeah, it's just so balanced to me that it's like, I would take that over any other variety, including original. I just think it's, that just hits the spot. okay. For me, for me anyway. But if you're curious about Kentucky Fog, don't buy two or three bottles, just buy one to see what you think. And maybe it'll be your favorite beer ever, but uh, it was not mine. So that's- That is good. That's good advice. But, See, but and then, I, I with the special number four, I liked it, but I, I liked I liked what I drank, and I drank the bottle of it uh, over two days. I don't know if I would get it again. Yeah, I don't know. I you know, um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I've got. I like the Carmella. I tend to like Dude. the yeah. the original is the original is always good, but yeah, the the special. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm gonna, I've got like four bottles of special number four, and I'm going to drink them all. It's going to be good. Look at you. All right, let's start. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, next week when we're back, uh, Craig will be here. That is the, what is that? The ninth of the ninth of December. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? No. It'll be the ninth of December. Well, good luck deciding what you want to do with your outdoor. I wish I had known. I, I uh, came across a bunch of lights and stuff that I don't use anymore, but I donate. So. I we got lights. It's other stuff we're figuring out. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing. I found my plaque, my certificate from when I won the neighborhood beautification award. Uh, that's right. The village of Frankfurt awarded it to my to my home. So uh, you know, it's it's a difficult decision to see what you want to do. But good luck. Let, we'll next week we'll get an update on what you've decided to do with your yard. Maybe if it's exciting. I don't know. Your 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 updates are more exciting. No, that's not true. We have a lot of updates. We'll both have updates. We'll have things. Craig will be back. We'll have an update with Craig. Uh, that's it. Tell, tell everybody about the Curiosity Daily Podcast before we go. Uh, well, I'm back on. When is? I think I'm. We record ahead, so I'm trying to think of when I'm when you'll actually hear me on it. Will you hear me Monday, starting Monday, or the? I don't hold know. on, what is Monday? It's the Monday's the seventh. Yeah, yeah, I'm back on Monday. So there you go. Very uh, nice. If you go to curiositydaily.com, it's a daily ten minute uh, science educational podcast. Super fun. My co-host Ashley is freaking awesome. Uh, Natalia is a very talented uh, lady that uh, filled in for me while I was on paternity leave. Just, they were super great together. But uh, yeah, I'm back on next week. Terrific. It's a great show. It's award-winning. It's really fun. Check it out, curiositydaily.com. All right, part of the Discovery family of brands. And right. I will remind you, but I will be on uh, uh, next Tuesday, the 8th of December. I'll be on WTMJ again, and then the 11th. So I'll keep you updated on that. We will keep you updated on this. As always, we thank you for watching. We thank you for commenting. Uh, thank you for spreading the word. Don't forget. Now, oh, I forgot. I was going to give the, the big exciting... I don't know how exciting it is, but the audio of this, the quarantine cast with Brian, Cody, and Craig is now available on Spotify. It's now available on Google Podcasts. It's available on Anchor. It's available on uh, two other platforms that I can't remember. Stitcher. What's that? 
Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher is I it all got applied today. I'm waiting for the final thing mm. to kick in. Uh, Apple Podcasts. There was a an issue. That issue was corrected, and now uh, I'm waiting again for the technical people from Anchor to get that all straightened out. So hopefully by next week we're on two more platforms. We're all over. We can't be stopped. We can't. We won't. All right. That was excessive. Uh, next week, I will not be drinking Bourbon County Stout during the program. That'll be fun. Uh, maybe I'll just drink water. Maybe no. I will be. Yeah. Let's all. Who are we kidding? We're, I said I said all week. I was like, I'm saving up so that that's what I'm going to have on Wednesday. With Get Cody. some Imperial Pajamas from Beguile. I have some. I'll, I'll get some for next week. Get more. They're good. All right. I, good. No, I'm going to get more because I have to get some of their Christmas ale too. All right. So good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Cody, thank you as always. Great to see you. Say hello to the lovely wife and say hello to the adorable son and uh, and the dragon. Give the dragon a high five for me for wearing the hat. We will talk to everybody again next week. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate the sport. We'll talk to you later. Uh, good night.